0: Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and
1: always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to
0: smoke
2: like the witch, church, Black like chunk. My big
0: cigar. My cigar. Good morning to all our loyal la, 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 la. it's gonna be one of those days. All our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I am your host this morning, honest day along with my cohorts, the Italian scallion himself, Paul DeGracco, and the Hi. man we call the GOAT, Alex Tavello. What's up, people? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning.
1: Oh, you got a little
3: pep in your step this morning, Alex.
4: Yeah, I got some sleep last night. I was on like three days of sleeplessness, and you know, how's yep. your cube pillow? Is it helping? Well, it is. It is helping. So I, I have, I have this. I, I found the solution. So I have this. Um, me and Abe have have this thing. We both have the pillow cube. He has the six inch pillow cube, which is a little too big and very firm. I have the five-inch pillow cube, which is
0: a little too small, and not quite as firm as But yours is only two, because we switched pillows.
4: Yeah, we actually did a switch. We did I thought experiment. mine was too high,
0: and he thought his was too low, so we switched. And your pillow would be perfect if it had the same firmness as yeah. my pillow. If my pillow had the firmness of your pillow, it would be perfect. But oddly so like, enough, the pillows have two different firmnesses. They really do. And I
4: guess that extra inch yeah. makes a difference in firmness. So I, I actually have this old pillow that i've had for it it's like literally a, a slither of a pillow you put it underneath and, it's yeah. just and it gives me just enough yes. and it's good because the best thing honestly about the pillow cube is it it doesn't ride its way up the fucking headboard it just stays
0: because it's square so it, it, it's yeah, perfect but it's have perfect you, have you noticed it's if you ever are not sleeping say you're just lying in bed wanting to talk oh it's to
4: awful you. to just hang out on
0: yeah, you can't lie on your back on the pillow. It's like no, the weirdest no.
4: There's no like laying or like propping it up and watching TV.
0: No, no way. Not. No, That's that a sleeping pillow, pillow only, only. for sleeping on your side. That's yeah. it.
4: Yeah. There's huh. absolutely no other use of that pillow. Yeah, but if you're an absolute side sleeper, it's
3: the pillow to have. I mean, I'm a, I'm a side slash stomach sleeper. So I don't know if it so would So it would work. probably
4: work for you.
0: Who could sleep on their stomach? I feel like it's like suffocation.
4: Yeah, I feel like
0: it's like I like helpful.
3: I like sleep like like this like on my I don't know. Like this. Right? I feel like that I'd just, be up. That
4: just looked like,
0: uncomfortable.
4: Yeah. I'd say, sleeping on my stomach sounds like six piss sessions during the course of the night.
0: <laughs>
3: Sometimes it is. Yeah. Sometimes it is.
4: Man, I feel beat I up.
3: didn't know you got the pillow. Yeah, I did. I got it. You guys had a crazy week though.
0: Every week's a crazy week. Every really? week. Honestly. Honestly, I'm just beat down. I'm run down. I got a family vacation coming up. And I've had like just a month of physical agony nonstop. Like literally. First, I had plantar fasciitis. I couldn't walk for three weeks. Literally, about the time I get covered, recover from that, I get in the car accident, screws up my neck and shoulder for another week and a half. Right.
3: That's right. I forgot about that. I get about
0: two days of feeling well. and I play racquetball. Now I'm walking around like a hip pointer, with a hip pointer, getting in and out of my chair, is excruciating miserable.
4: I'll tell you and, what, you old guys took a beat playing racquetball. I mean yeah. won games, but you know no, Briggs, I, I'm pretty sure Briggs cracked the rib. He, he he can't even laugh without literally. being in pain. <laughs> our operations
0: guy cracked the rib. I had played two games of Alex, which in all our time playing is probably the best two games he had against me. And and wore me out. And then I played Matt Matt's twenty five year old son, which was an epic mistake. Yeah. Um I won the match, but I lost. Yeah. Like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't been able to walk since that game. I mean, you got yeah, – you he's, figure – He's in you, pretty good shape. Too. He's, he's, he's a, a good good. 25-year-old. Hey, he's like Hercules.
4: Abe and Matter pushing yeah. 50. I'm pushing 40. And here comes Danny, the 25-year-old spring chicken, who's just – I mean, it's – there's no tiring him out. You even no. get the point. But yeah. if you're going to volley with Danny, I mean, he's, he's
0: – until he messes up, he's got the legs to run around and, and get the ball. Right, so I'm, I'm I'm really feeling beat up, and now we got this this family trip coming up, and uh, I'm just tired. We need a warehouse. We're we're working in in literal chaos, and and, and you know everybody's just the, our our just current facilities can't handle what we're doing. That's no. it's just a reality of the situation. We we're literally stuffing 25 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Yeah, it's it's often and, cool. and it's and well, it's soon which, you'll be ready which, soon. Now. Which I've made my career at doing. I mean, like literally, like because we've just been constantly growing over twenty five years. I've always been good at managing, getting a lot done in a very small space. You know, when we did when we when we did our headquarters here is like we we went, holy cow, look at this like <laughs> right. metropolis we built. This is amazing, and and now it's
3: look it's, at how much room is in the back,
0: dude. Crazy. I mean. And our, the, our whole shipping area and office and right. operations used to be in a room, probably not the size of my office right now. And then when we moved here. We're like, oh god, this is great, and it's like it's really been hard. And
4: yeah, and the ball doesn't stop rolling either. So I mean, we're honestly looking at ourselves and like, all right, we got the next promotion, the next thing. It's literally, it's just like, man, these poor shipping guys. Yeah, we're the, we're, poor, we're, the poor lounge. Shout out to our. To our patrons in the lounge, they just kind of roll with it. They're they're basically in a high end warehouse right now. Pretty and, much, uh, yeah. they don't care. You know, people hang. It's fun. Uh,
0: some of them actually are, like are enjoying watching it.
4: Dude, I bet some would jump in and help if they got the opportunity to.
0: Well, listen, yeah. that's that's right? why I said I listen, that. That's that's why I said when we when we get ready to open the warehouse, we're gonna have a big warehouse reveal, have pizza and food, invite everybody over, and the they show up, like, all right, grab a box. Start yeah, right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God.
3: You got plenty of guys that'll jump in there.
0: Oh, yeah. Listen, Absolutely. Throughout my whole career, honestly. I, I think um, that's one of my friends said early on. He said, you know, it's just amazing how, like, all these people would come out and help. When, we, when I had opened up West Palm originally, you know, I was by myself. We had no employees. You know, when I opened up the West Palm store, we had, I had no employees. It was me and my one partner. He stayed in the first location. I went to the second location. And not only did my friend – and, and then we were going to a POS system for the very first time. So not only were we receiving product, I had to enter every SKU.
3: Right, you had to scan everything one. in.
0: Not just enter it. I had to name it, enter the call, you know, all the math. So I would literally – I literally lived there, like, for a week or two. I think my wife barely ever saw me. And I would mm-hmm. enter all this product all night long. And just print out stacks of labels all night long, and then my friends, my patrons, and my friends would come in during the day with their kids. Sometimes it was the weekend or after school, and they would just label boxes all day long.
3: Throwing skews on things all that's day awesome. long,
0: all day long. I was living, I was living on like Red Bull and coffee, and just working through the night. I remember at one point, almost like literally, like after like four or five days of it, like just like almost crying to myself, saying like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Like it was really insane, but. Guys have always been willing to help. And I think that's one of the great things about our community, man. It's not just, you know, for me. I mean, I see it all the time out here. Alex, when you yeah. moved, everybody, you know, hey, you need help moving? You know I mean? It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great thing about our community.
3: You know? I remember when we moved the West Palm store, how many people were there to just help too. I mean, you had employees yeah. there, but like, you know, I showed up. Uh, yeah. I think I was there the whole day moving, moving shopping carts full of cigars. Yeah. We had a lot we of our just, teachers just there. just helping. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was yeah. awesome. It was an awesome time.
0: And then, and then and I there love were...
3: that kind of stuff, though. That stuff's fun.
0: And then there were, there were, then they became the scavengers at the end. Are you throwing this out? Yeah, can take it home. All yours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All yep. yours. One less well, thing that's, that's, that's part
3: of the work, right? Yeah, take it. <laughs> Taking a, I think one of the guys took a bar stool or something from the from the bar in there, from that little table over there. He's like, "You gonna get rid of this or?" <laughs> no, you can. The thing, like, no, no the you can have
0: that. It. People still have over the years is literally mind blowing, and, and they show me. We had two thousand in December of two thousand and ten. We had the original Tatuahi Anarchy launch. So That's eleven years ago, and we had bought in a Dodge Durango. I think it was um, from a junkyard. We spray painted it with Anarchy symbols and everything, and then people got to take a sledgehammer to it, and then that wasn't enough. They started ripping parts of the car off and having people, me and yeah. Pete sign parts of the car. Someone just last year came in with the, uh, the window shade that they had broken off and had Pete sign.
3: Oh
0: so my yeah, God. People keep stuff. I, mean, I keep stuff. I hoard that's stuff. cool. Yeah. I got all my stuff over the years. Yeah. So you're you, you all, all the fathers in the room and all the fathers out there. Uh, yes. you know, we hope you have an enjoy, enjoyable uh, day and that you get treated well, you know, um you got anything planned for father's day paul i mean are you the real father
3: uh, i don't wait that's still yet to be found out uh actually you know it's funny i saw a friend yesterday that i haven't seen in probably since i moved to florida so six years we we bumped into each other and i had the boys with me and uh he legit said to me whose kids are those <laughs> that's Cause great of blonde hair blue eyes i was like Wow, you're as much of an asshole as I remember you being, uh, you know, joking around. He's like, no, these are really your kids? I'm like, shut up, dude. My wife is blonde hair blue. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll probably get breakfast. And then we're going to my parents are having a little shindig over at their house. So it's a little bit of a trip from here. It's 3.2 miles from where if, I'm staying. When, when your boys
0: start breaking six feet tall, you might want to get that DNA test.
3: <laughs> well, no, because Stephanie's family, Stephanie's dad's probably six feet tall. Old. Her, her brother, her brother's pretty big and they're big guys too. Like they're, they're huge. I'm, I'm like the little twerp in the, in that side of the family. It's, it's, so, really,
0: it's really funny. Cause my grandfather was a huge man. I, I posted his picture up recently Yeah. Um, with my father. He was, he was a big dude, six, five, six, four. I mean, just dad, yeah. his first wife died after they had two boys. And those two boys were all thin, full heads of hair, they were all six five or taller. All my cousins from them are all six four or taller. Then after my first grandmother, who I never knew, passed away, he remarried the grandmother that I grew up with and know and knew, um, and he had eight more kids. All right, yeah, he, he had another six boys and two girls, and they're all about five eight to five ten, all short, round, and bald, <laughs> um, and. If you look at all their kids, including my brother, my cousins, they're all, like, five, eight, nine, 9 or 10 feet tall, and they're all petite right. or small people. I just got my grandfather's genes. I mean, literally, like, on, on parents' night, senior year football, I'm walking out in the field, and they're, they're like, all right, well, whose parents are those? You know, because yeah. both my parents were tiny, and I'm standing towering over them huge. But, yeah, I got my grandfather's genes. So, yeah, it does happen.
3: I, I think that Eli is going to be the tall one, in all honesty, the the younger one. He's going to be – he's going to skyrocket. Axel, I, I'm not sure which way he's going to go, but Eli is going to be a, a, a linebacker for sure. So it's hard to, to, to
0: tell, to- man. My baby girl just, like, sprouted. She's she's equal size now to her older sister, her, the middle sister, the middle daughter. Oh, I mean, really? Man, I look at them like like a block away down, like when they're playing outside, I can't tell who's who anymore. So, yeah, oh, wow. so – you can't tell they sprouted. I
4: really can't. Like, like I was showing you the picture yeah. of hey, two years ago, you know, Asher like towered over Carmine. And now they're almost neck and neck in height. Yeah. So but what are you had- doing for Father's Day, Alex? <laughs> maybe um, having a baby. Maybe having a baby. That's possible. <laughs> That's possible. Yeah. Um other than that as little as possible. Not kind of kind making an easy That's day.
3: Great.
4: You know. Agreed. If I get to pick, I'm just
0: relax. Well, we're hitting out. We're hitting the road like at probably nine or ten PM right. Sunday night. So we're just gonna chill and get ready because uh, you know we, we do like this thing on vacation. We we drive one year, fly one year to a destination. So this is gonna be our okay. drive year. <clears throat> so we, I like to hit road trips like starting like nine ten o'clock at night because all the kids go to bed.
3: Yes, that's exactly what we do when we drive. Hey, everybody goes to bed.
0: I do my first six seven eight hour stint. All right, the roads are clear. We wake up. We hit breakfast. I pass out. My wife or my sister in law takes over, and I'm good to go.
3: Yeah, that's exact. That's exactly what we do. It, it. Th- there's no other way to travel, especially when they're when they're younger, because they're, it's just impossible to drive anywhere. Even when them. they're older, you
0: know, six hours, seven hours, eight hours in a car. It's a long time. It's a long time. Let them sleep through it, man. They'll wake up, and we'll be a few hours away left. You know, we'll have breakfast. We'll yeah, Yeah. Left. So it'll be tolerable. In those three hours, you know, three or four hours, I'll sleep probably the whole
3: way. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what we did here. I drove nine hours straight from South Carolina, then my wife drove like two, then I had to drive the rest of the way because she got tired. Even though I drove through the night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I can never. I, I need to make sure she's not watching.
3: But yeah, you my know, wife. I'm sure she is. My wife. Oh, your wife. I didn't see her come on.
0: Yeah, my wife. Like literally, like on road trips, like it'd be her stint. And like literally, like an hour and a half into it, she'll start tapping me. I, I can't drive. I'm sleeping. You just got the wheel.
3: Exactly the same. <laughs> That's how thing. it goes. Exactly the same thing. But you know, this she. Had, fine. I don't. She has I don't road- mind. I need. I just need a little bit of time.
4: Right. I agree. Right. Just give me that hour. I'll take it. She. She has yeah.
0: road warriored it once or twice where she's driven the stint of the trip. But most of the time, yeah. Listen. You give me a bag of sunflower seeds an empty cup. Exactly. That's the, I could drive forever.
4: Life. Yeah. My, my rule is I'll go until like the road, the trees start bending. And I know I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. all right, it's time for me to stop <laughs> for me to stop.
3: Abe, do you use on your car? Cause we, I think you have it too. Like we have the lane keeping assist and the adaptive cruise control. Do you use that on these long trips or no? Because um, I started off using it, and then I I wasn't comfortable with it because I thought I was getting too relaxed.
0: The only problem with the lane assist is if, if you don't signal when you change lanes, it wants to you can't change. right. Yeah. It, it wants to steer you back on the road, which I find a little bit annoying. No, you know, God forbid you signal. Yeah,
4: in Chicago they don't
5: I mean, they
0: signal. When you when, when there when there's not 10, when there's know, nobody on the right grid. Yeah, when you're on the road, there's not a car for miles. Who are you signaling yeah. for? But no, I have yeah, that same yeah. problem too,
4: Paul. I mean, my lane assist will like uh, completely drive itself. Uh, I mean, through yeah. like curves and all, and right, you just get a you get a little too comfortable. Uh, yeah, I, I'll use goes. it like so, driving up
3: to Disney because it's it's like literally one road. But you know, there were, we, when we get especially up to like the D.C. area and stuff, I don't stay on ninety five. We we veer off and go our own way. But I don't know. It, it like I felt like I was getting too relaxed with it, so I I didn't use it. It sounds like it would be great, but unless you have a Tesla, I don't think you can really rely on it.
0: Chrissy Chrisfield says jerky. See, I like jerky too, but the problem is you can't do long periods of jerky because then your muscles all in here and your jaw just can't take it. No yeah, way. you can only then do jerky for more. like a little bit. But I can literally like on sun- sunflower seeds for like five hours. You know, what I mean, like you know, nonstop. And feel
3: like you haven't eaten anything. You don't get. You don't. Yeah, get it, it's just your keep your
0: mouth moving and stay awake.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, my I, mother-in-law has always told, has always bought us sunflower seeds when we leave to go back to Florida. Since I've been married, she's always like, "That's the best way to stay awake," and she's right. I do it all the time. You know,
0: I could put like
3: a, I, I put like
0: a whole handful in my mouth at a time. Look, it's you know, cool. Don't chew, and then yeah, and then just eat them one by one and spit them in a cup. It's Coop, Coop. Mister Anti-Technology. What's Mister Coop's? No, Coop's no, only just drive right old school. Yeah, Coop's got his feet coming out of the bottom of the well, cup.
3: Barney <laughs> Rubble. Yeah. <laughs> drive old school meanwhile the, the guy's got a brand new lexus that he's driving right right so i'm i'm old school
0: you know charlie creek uh, made a comment about the Domino's thing is that a real thing
3: other that commercial was a spoof well i i guess they they're testing it i i think it's true that they're testing it but they're not using it anywhere it will. they will can it's not it's it not will. legal it yet. the minute they got to pay a delivery driver
0: 15 bucks an hour
4: <laughs> don't, don't be a don't be a computer dropping off your pizza.
0: Well, that, you know, hey, that's all for that. You know, raise that minimum wage. The minute the guy paid fifteen dollars uh, an hour.
3: Well, since we're talking about since we're talking about food, should we bring on our first guest? And surprise yeah, let's television? bring him on, man. I
0: forgot he was even on the show. Yeah, what's he doing here anyway? I mean, honestly, why? I don't even like to book him anymore since we don't have a studio he can come into because this is just so worthless to me. Now. I know, I know. <laughs> no is worthless? Who gives a shit about having Evan Darnell if he ain't able to bring in a tray of food?
5: Well, actually, I sent a uh, driverless truck right now to your uh, <laughs> studio. Oh,
0: that's funny. The secretary of stake himself with his bleached smoke in Tumblr. What is going on, <laughs> What's going on? Um... You know, I figured it's been a minute
5: since I've uh, been on the show, and I missed you.
0: Oh. <laughs> Are you yeah. have anything special well, planned for Father's Day? You got a couple youngins yourself.
5: Well, thank you for asking, and I appreciate the segue right there. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's a a prime clean fillet.
0: So that's going to be enough for Tyler. What about everybody else?
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That it. that's uh, it's about five pounds of um, of perfection. Wow, uh, it's it's actually my go-to cut when I have like more than eight people over that aren't all no-necked men. So I, uh, <laughs> I'll make it, a filet. It looks like it's, an arm. Yeah, it's, it, it looks is like an arm uh, with a fist. It's a cow's arm. It's huge. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what though, I don't know if you guys have seen the price of meat is just it's up twenty percent in the last moment. Yeah. Um. That same, it used to that same beef used to cost 22.99 a pound now I bought it it was 29.99 which is in percentage that's pretty significant yeah so, I'm sure people that are watching this show are gonna go through the same thing um, normally I'll get my meat from like one of my favorite butcher shops and they'll just send over a box of meat I actually went out and got this so I haven't looked at the price in a minute so yeah it's it's up a lot I'm sure that there's a lot of industries that are saying the same thing. But.
0: Christy says that that's a nice hunk of meat. <laughs> and I'm sure she likes the filet, too.
5: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Abe, I see, what's great about working with Abe is I just tell him things after the fact. He gets really upset, and then he gets – I think he's getting used to it. But we have this event at my favorite event space, which is going to be – literally, you could walk from the – mothership in Boynton to my car museum.
0: It's uh, literally one of the coolest places I've ever had. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really I've is. I've seen the pictures.
5: And uh, so that's Wednesday, June 30th. And what's really cool about it is that I oh,
0: found. we got the anonymous launch that night.
5: Oh, no. Do you really? Well, oh, no. Well, the good news is I could deliver food make to me, you. Make me a to-go plate, man. I'm, I'm totally going to make you a to-go plate.
0: I mean I
4: was I yeah, was we going need to out with right we're gonna the be corner. We're gonna be stuck here. Yeah, we
0: need yeah, to go Yeah, we have it. we have the anonymous dropping that night.
5: What time the dinner start? Starts at seven, it goes till yeah. ten but then we're gonna walk over. We're gonna come visit. Wow.
0: But yeah, we're dropping the anonymous on the thirtieth.
3: Well, well those will go perfect with a nice steak. Absolutely. Exactly. So, Please no, walk over. No,
0: no I'll deliver. No, no. Those go perfect with a nice steak. Oh, I, well, I go. got
3: those all ready to go.
0: <laughs> yes.
5: So that's one of the reasons why um, I wanted to pop on is so at our events, you know, as you know, it, they're, they're beautiful. I'm being distracted. Uh, as you know, at our, at our events, we're really celebrating uh, red meat, philanthropy, business networking and cigars. And we've always had really great partnerships with different cigar companies. No more. <laughs> no more. No we more. We do have and people don't believe me, I literally have zero zero, uh, meat presses left. Um, We've never had the ability to feature our own cigar at our events because there was never enough cigars. So now, big news, um, we're gonna have an event only cigar uh, package and we're gonna be able to feature them uh, at our events. Now, Uh,
0: Steve Saka just sent me a pack of these in the mail. This is what they'll come. We're making a little – this is like a temporary because Steve wanted to get Evan some enough for his events coming up. He's got some events coming up in the fall. Uh, Steve wanted to get Evan some cigars as early as possible, so this is just like a temporary wrap, but we'll use it. We're getting a sticker that will go on the front of this, but this will be the ones that if you go to any Red Meat Lovers event anywhere – yeah. These will be the cigars you'll be partaking in from now on, which would only make sense, and
5: rightfully so. It right. would only make sense. Right. I've never had that ability. Now I have that ability, so I... am. This is a unique size. I today. know where I'm going yes. after the show. I'm going right to smoke in, and I'm going to tell Abe to take a walk to Dunkin' Donuts while I raid his desk. Um, I'm really excited about it. So June 30th, uh, we have that event. They're not going to be available, but they... the. Uh, so jealous that you're holding them, uh, but we have some really cool stuff. Oh, and then we're also going—we're um, going to Nashville, so that's going to be August 11th to the 13th as a club, and um, hopefully we'll be able to feature our cigar if we have them in time in Nashville. At uh, we're working with Casa de Monte Cristo, and it's going to be really great. So that's August 11th to the 13th. Hopefully we'll be able to have our cigars in time. If not, I'm not worried about it because yeah. there's plenty of other events to really feature our, uh, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think I've been on the show since um, Since we sold. I feel like it was that day, it went gangbusters or that two weeks, but um, I'm so excited to have them like back and I mean, I feel like it really completes our events. Is Absolutely. Like,
0: it all, yeah. brings it all together. Why we didn't think of it sooner is mind blowing, honestly. just
5: Well, I, I just, I mean, keep in mind, I mean, like, it all goes back to we just didn't know no, just, anything no. in March.
0: It's you always know? such a, such a, like, like pulling your nails off with pliers anytime we're asking soccer for anything.
4: Oh, yeah,
0: God. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. You know, Steve, yeah. I know we're going to, you know, Buy a lot more cigars and promote you. So maybe we can make an event to back. And, and then I got to hear the, really? You want me to make more cigars? What do you think? I do this for a living. <laughs> All
6: right. All right.
0: <laughs> well,
5: there is, there is some really little really fun stuff on the horizon. We've got some really great events. And I'm really looking forward, finally, finally, to have. We've done about 100. It's funny. When we first met, I was on event. Eight, I think I'm at event 130 because Eventbrite keeps track of every event.
0: Was that was that uh, what was it called again? When you eat with your hands, beefsteak. Yeah. Was that beefsteak event really your eighth one?
5: Uh, yeah, really? it really was. Oh,
0: okay.
5: Was. We did used to do it once a month. Now, now I'm up to two or three times a month throughout the country.
0: Well, what I'm really looking forward to is finally going back to a a physical great smoke. And, uh, you know, the thing is, I hate hate telling Evan anything that we have planned. Because the second I do, I open myself the door to, like, Texas. And ideas. Ideas. 24 hours a day, all day long, for shit that's, like, 10 months away. And um, like he's already sending me pictures because we got the last glue off for the big one. He's sending me pictures of like roasted pigs on trail. Oh, not only he has that, 15, fifteen of these across the table. I've know. already ordered. I've
5: already ordered the custom mm-hmm. red meat lovers club pig meat grabbers that every guest will get at he the table. He
0: did he sent me his picture? I already got them. Course. They've been meat, ordered. Meat tong with his logo. with doing?
5: our logo. So he did. I'm envisioning. Uh, you're getting me all excited. So one table, 160 dudes, and some amazing women. And uh, so in front of everyone is going to be these like meat grabbers. They're going to have our logo on it, and you're going to be able Are those to just Shark
3: Tank, where you eat like this.
5: Well, you're going to be talk? grabbing pig, luau pig, wow. right down the middle. Like I'm so excited. Like that's going to be. I have two years to like plan this. Thing.
0: Will this be your first event that doesn't have red meat?
5: We'll have red meat. It'll be the I was first day. I feel meat. like
0: red meat will find its way into.
4: Yeah, I was gonna, gonna say he well. can't help
0: himself.
5: I can't help myself, but it'll, it'll be, be the first
0: event. on stuffed roast pigs.
5: Right.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> we just went. Oh my god, that's a great idea. Yeah, it really so is. It really.
5: Oh, it's gonna be the <laughs> Nutri Duckin. We're gonna have to come up with a word right. for that. Uh, oh. Mm. Yeah, but that's going to be the first event. Uh, by then, we'll have 150 events under our belt. The first event where I'm really featuring, not red meat as the entree, first time, and well worth it. I mean, who gets the opportunity to create a, an amazing luau uh, for for these? people. Cool. It's going to be. I, I cannot. I mean, I'm yeah. sure you've already. I'm, started I'm just putting this
0: out there right now because never in our lives have we experienced so much great smoke talk eight prior, months yeah. eight months prior to talking about it till like november october right. um it, hotel rooms have been booked flights have been made but i'm telling you if you've never been and a lot of them have been epic but if you've never been to a great smoke pre-event dinner this is the one you want to go to
5: yeah hands down yeah well I don't know. Is it possible? I mean, I'm sure it is to sell out the Great Smoke, but there's two years of people just. We're so excited, I think, to just get back together. Yeah. That, you know, and it, look, obviously the virtual was. I I'm just I'm still blown away by how much work and how well executed it it worked for you. you guys, you. and um. I'm happy that you were able to do the virtual, you know, it, I think it was just a cool moment in time, but this great smoke, man, it's going to be really special. Yeah. I'm so excited for it.
0: So Evan, outside of your event on June 30th, what else you got going on?
5: So we have uh July 30th. Uh, I'm doing an event for Atlantic football high school. It's going to be at the new food hall in Delray beach. We're doing a food hall takeover and What's really cool about that one is we're raising money for Atlantic Football High School, but the, the players are gonna be the ones that are gonna be helping serve and really putting a face behind the uh, the charity. Um, not, all, not every, I'm learning, you know, it's like not every high school has the means, even in public schools, that the other ones do and don't have. So we're gonna try to even out the playing field. See what I did there? Uh, and we're going to be raising money for Atlantic High School. Atlantic High School. And then August we have Nashville. October we're doing uh, one of the bigger events I've ever done, which is the official Real Men Wear Pink um, charity dinner. They've never done that before. It's going to be at a really cool. Um, it's going to be a really cool exotic car dealership. And then we, I want to plan Scottsdale and New Jersey slash New York coming up. Um, I think those are going to be really good cities for us. So look out for that. You're
4: missing something, bro. I mean, you might as well throw it out there. Secretary of Sweat. What what do you got started, bro? Uh, I mean...
5: You know, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about that.
4: Talk about it.
5: (laughs) So, look, you inspired me. Um, You know, the hard 75 is something that i've seen you you talk about and um so uh i'm gonna start you know like i wanted to get our club involved in it because it's all about yin and yang in our in my life you know yes you can have amazing cigars and lots of meat but you have to counteract it with something so i thought hard 75 would be something to do so starting monday i figured monday would be a good starting point is that we got a bunch of people involved at the, uh, we started a club, a group. Not, it's not a club, Red Meat Hard 75. It's a group. Everyone's welcome to join. And we're going to do this together. It's all about accountability. Um, hopefully that will springboard me into something different, you know, um, whether it be running again. Uh, surprisingly, I ran the 0, 9, and 10 New York City Marathon, not much smaller than I am now. But, um, you know, I, I want to, to see, like, what we can do together. You know, like, I feel like our whole club, similar to Smoke In, it's being united together. You know, I think that's what makes Smoke In um, really important is that, you know, the camaraderie. And um, so we're going to do the same thing with Red Meat Lovers Club. So we're going to try it, and it's going to start um, Monday, Monday. And some people are already doing it, which is cool. So they cool. can be our, 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 our guiding points.
0: Anybody watching who wants to get more connected, they can join your Facebook group.
5: Yep. Which Facebook is... group, exactly. Uh, it's private. Everyone who obviously already watches KMA is already approved. Uh, find us at Red Meat Lovers Club on Facebook. We have Instagram, Red Meat Lovers Club. And I have a very new special account, Mr. Commander in Beef. Just started this week. I saw that. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be promoting my my president, uh, my son Tyler, and his his little escapade. So now I get to run the page. My wife won't be running. Uh, it'll be a, it'll be hilarious. I promise you that.
0: Cool. Looking yeah. forward to that. All right, Evan. Well, if I don't see you beforehand, we'll definitely you. see you on the 30th.
5: Yeah, I look forward you, to Evan.
4: that. Dude, it's my birthday on the 30th. You got to bring food back.
0: Bring, I'll
5: bring a steak plate. cake. A steak cake in.
4: Steak
5: take I own that website too. You can I'm sure. You do. That. I'm totally not surprised. <laughs> Sounds right. about right. Good seeing right. you guys. Take care, Evan. Thanks, Cam.
0: steak himself telling you how it's gonna be. Dude, working with him is like literally a colossal like roller coaster ride.
5: Oh
4: yeah.
0: Oh yeah. He'll send me any idea, no matter how stupid it is, no matter how great it is, at any moment of the day. What do you think?
4: Right. I love it because I'll walk in your office and you'll be like, read this. Just read this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this he's also a texter that doesn't send just one text. No. Well, he does like, but then it'll, it'll be funny because I'm yeah, like,
4: because yeah, I'm like, oh, well, what are you going to say? He's like, nothing. I'm not even going to respond to it. Nothing.
0: Yeah, just, I can't even say anything to so some <laughs> ideas. All right. We've had our your maker patiently in the wings, Paul. Let's, let's, yeah. let's start that part of the show. All right. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker.
3: So we've uh, we've heard a lot about him on social media. We've seen the cigars posted uh, almost virally across uh, the cigar social media pages. And now he is here with us, Sebastian DeCope. He is from Cavalier Cigars, the uh, smoke gold, stay gold. I think I got your slogan right, didn't I, Sebastian?
7: You did, you did, you did. Well, Good morning. Thank you for Talk having Radio
3: me. For the first time. Good morning.
7: Yeah, really excited. Good morning. Good so, morning, sir. So,
3: so Sebastian, think- you have you have kind of a, a, a very unique past, uh, not only just in the industry, just you know, from a lot of people that we speak to, because you, you grew up in Switzerland,
7: right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I was born in Zurich, uh, Switzerland, and then uh, moved when I was, like, a tiny kid, a year and a half or something to Geneva. So basically grew up in Geneva, Switzerland, which is a good start for cigars, usually.
3: <laughs> yeah. But but that's not where your cigar journey really, really started, right? I mean, you, when you when you grew up and started working, you were more... What, in the in the corporate world, mm-hmm.
7: yeah. So very early stage, I started uh, working. So it's pretty pretty fun because you know I, I come out of that family where if she didn't study. It was kind of fucked up. You were like the 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 pariah or whatever from the family, and you know everybody was like, "You're gonna screw up your life," and blah 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 and everything. I was like, you know, I don't don't really care. I just took the risk. I needed to see something else and see something different and uh so yeah i started working when i was 18 in the corporate world um did a couple of years for four-ish years uh in that world which was you know a great experience it's just i don't know there are i feel like there are some people that can do it and others that can't and um i think i really was in these people that couldn't do it so it was a good experience but then it was um starting to discover it, it allowed at least it opened the door to you know Getting interest into cigars, being in Geneva, having access to it that early, you know, 18 is, is legal. 16 was legal at the time in, in Switzerland for tobacco. Um, so very early, I was kind of intrigued. Took a little while to get into it, but, um, yeah, it's, it, it was a kind of, uh, weird little start of the path for me, which ended up pretty good though. But, you know, it's like you you need to take oh, some risk sometimes.
3: But then, Kind of randomly, in the early two thousands, you made a, a pretty drastic change in your life. So tell us about how how that started and, and what you did.
7: Yeah, it was actually uh, not so long ago. It was what seven seven years ago or something like this. I was in my early twenties and I just um, I just uh, you know I, I, I had gotten to that point where I was. I, I fell into cigars, uh, but it was a very, like a very personal thing. I wasn't sharing, didn't know anybody. Um, it was just my, my, my little, uh, little private thing for myself. And um, I knew I didn't want to continue working in that, you know, corporate world and everything. So I just, uh, one day just decided to get rid of everything and, uh, you know, take a plane ticket, move to Central America. I was like, Yeah. Speaking English should be all good, and everybody speaks English, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which, yeah, that was a pretty big mistake on my part. But you know, I, I think literally, I, I really wasn't that time in life where you don't care about anything. You know, early twenties, nothing really. You know, nothing, not, nothing worries you or anything. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go. And the day before leaving, I always remember one of my neighbors telling me, but, oh, so you're going to Honduras? You're moving? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to Central America. I'm going to see wherever I end up, you know. I'll figure it out. And um, she was like, you know, Honduras is one of the most dangerous countries in the world. I was like, no, I had no idea. Thank you. You (laughs) know, (laughs) that sounds great. Good to know. Let's try it. Let's try my luck. We'll see. No, and I I mean, that was probably the best decision of my life, right? Um, Everything that – it changed literally everything, and – I, I feel really blessed and, and very, very. You literally very happy sold. That done that. You just
3: kind of everything win, I had. Sold yeah. everything you had.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the thing was, you know, I, I really wanted to see what tobacco was about. There, are, there are different, you know, faces of tobacco, different sides of it, and I just figured, I, I don't know how. I just fell in love so much with the product. I was like, you know, if I like it that much, and I anyways don't want to continue doing what I'm doing. Why don't I just? I mean, I don't have any specific attaches. Then just a, you know, my parents, and my brother are there. But that was it. So I was like, you know, what what holds me up? I could sell any you know material thing I have. You know, material come and goes. It really doesn't matter. Um, and just just go and see it. You know, if I like it, let's see if I really like it. Um, and uh, yeah, and you know, took the plane, uh, got there. And, uh, once there, you know, it's, it's been a very interesting thing. I've, I've been very lucky because I very quickly, after the whole mess, when I arrived, they lost every, uh, obviously the luggage. When they found it, I had half of it in there and all that crap. So it started pretty well. Like always, you know, like every good trip starts with some screw ups like this. So you're in Honduras, you're on the other side of the planet. You don't know where you are. You don't know anybody. You have half of your clothes and uh. you have one pair of shoes left. You know, like, well, I'll figure that out. And um, I remember the, the the funniest part. I think one of the thing that still makes me laugh nowadays is I remember going to the when they finally got that half of my luggage back, going down to the hotel reception. That was one of the only person I spoke English, kind of English to. I didn't speak a word of Spanish at the time. And um, I went to the reception. I was like, hey, um, I need to go to I looked at the map. I saw Copan, Dan Lee. I was like, well, Dan is closer. I was in Tegucigalpa. I was like, uh, I need to go to Dan Lee. Where's the train to go there? You know, and they just looked at me like this. She was like, the fuck is he talking about? The train? Yeah, there was a train on the coast for bananas and stuff like this. There's no train here. You know, you come from Europe, there are trains everywhere. So you just figure like an idiot, there's going to be trains everywhere in the world. Yeah, that was amazing. So she was like, no. So if you want that, you're going to have to take a cab. I was like, oh, those cabs. Okay. So, you're going to have to take a cab, go to that place where it's called Rapiditos. Uh, so, it's those, uh, for everybody has been, you know, went down there, they're going to know what I'm talking about. It's like those tiny little buses where once you've taken them, you know that you're just basically taking a risk. You're, it's probably more risky to drive, to be in one of those buses than actually land at this Don Contín Airport in Honduras, which is saying something, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, and those, I don't know, those guys drive, like crazy people. I don't know how they do it. They're yes. literally, you know, the road from Tegucigarpa to then is like those, this little, it's a little better. Now they're redoing everything. So half of the way is good now, but the other half is still what it was. And it's like holes everywhere. But when I say holes, it's like, you could do a pool in the hole. I think you just put a little bit of water or wait for some rain. Oh my God. And you put your, you know, rubber ducks and stuff and you can, it's you a very treacherous that. drive. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. But what a beautiful landscape. What yeah. a beautiful landscape and um yeah man I, I just you know i got there and uh, i remember sitting in the park so arriving in dan finally got, finding a hotel because i didn't have shit, didn't know anything i had taken a hotel for the first night which that was it and then that wasn't Tegucigalpa, so i get there i'm like i'm gonna find something found a hotel and um i don't know where, what to do i don't know any factory i don't know anybody you know i'm like um, so now what so i just said you know what i didn't smoke a cigar for a couple of days let's just take one of my cigars Walk a little bit, sit down somewhere I feel comfortable and smoke a cigar and I'll figure it out. And, um, I uh, went to, for, again, for the people that have been in Lee. there is that Parque Central with, uh, with the church and everything, which is a very green, very beautiful little place in the center of, of the city, town. And, um, start smoking a cigar, which nowadays, if you try to, they're going to tell you to stop smoking in there most of the time, but that's another story. And, uh, and the guy pulls over, uh, pulls up with, with, uh, in a pickup. And uh, goes down and is like, what are you doing here? You know, when, when you're, when you're well, first of all, when you're not local, everybody's gringo, right? So I was like, hey, you have that gringo face? What are you doing here? It's like, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm i came. I want to see, you know, if I can find, figure out something and learn about tobacco. And the guy's like, come with me. And was, it, was
0: your I'm, intention at this time when you were down there expo- exploring, like an explorer, um, was your intention to... Create a brand, or were you we just going there just to learn, not really sure what you were going to do?
7: Yeah, I wasn't really sure. I, I, I wanted to make I I kind of knew I wanted to do something about it. I just wasn't sure. And I needed the first step was really to to see if I was already right in the idea of really liking it and wanting to do something about it. But the brand was one option in whatever the options were, you know, of doing something. Um, so that was still kind of a hit or miss. It was, let's see, you know let's see so yeah it it you know it it all fell down it all all came together pretty well at the end but that was uh that was that was not as like a sure thing at the time and uh yeah the, the guy the guy that picked me up actually i didn't you know you're, you're in a you you're in a city you don't know the guy speaks english in a way it, it you know it's easier if he spoke spanish to me even though i didn't speak spanish um uh, it was bad um and well you know we and you don't know the guy you're in a you're in this country you don't know you don't know anybody you don't have a number there you don't have anything you don't have wi-fi it's it's like you're like okay if i go into that car and the guy is a psychopath i'm just gonna end up dead in the mountain somewhere or i'm lucky and i end up in a factory so you know what 50 50 let's go so I went in that to early Detroit.
3: 20s mentality.
7: Yeah, 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 it's you know, you don't care. You, 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 you kind of think quickly and you're like, yeah, that's not too bad. I've, I've seen worse. So I just went into the car. And it, it, it's true when you think about it after you're like, that was maybe not very considerate, like not a very thought, completely thought, you know, process or something. But but so again, you know, that's that's I think that's him? where the best things happen. So that so guy was guy uh, I learned it that. later was Adin, Adin Perez. So Adin is the nephew of Nestor Placencia. So Placencia
0: no has more cousins, nephews, <laughs> oh, and relatives. Incredible!
7: Than anybody in the world? The entire family, the entire industry yeah. is family of yeah. Nestor. It's crazy. I think, I think Nestor is like two
0: degrees of separation from everybody in the cigar. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Something like that. Something like that. It was funny. So he brought me to uh, the factory he had at the time, showed me around, and it was like a kid. You're know, like, oh, shit, that's a factory? That's how it looks like? I had never seen it. I mean, in the best case, I had seen some pictures on Google. I was like, oh, my, you know, my goodness. That's where I want to be. How many pairs did he have at the time? Um, so the factory has – the one he had was fluctuating. So that was Adin's factory. That was um, – Give or take, he's always been fluctuating between 100 to 200 employees. Oh, so it was a big, it was a big factory. It wasn't small. It was a small. factory. Well, no, I mean, it's not huge, yes but no, it's not a it's small, a huge. No, oh, no, that's no, no, that's no, no. You know that that factory, that that exact factory, had been created by Adine's grandfather for a brand that was mainly uh, available in Europe and um, and uh, with the help of Nestor at the time, uh, 15 years prior to that, more or less. Uh, so the factory was actually it still exists it's just not uh from from him anymore but it still exists um and uh so he brought me there and i was like oh you know you when when you see that the first time and me like a kid at the time i was just under the charm of the thing and he saw that and he was like okay it seems you like it let me show you something else so we hopped on the car for a second time like hey if i didn't die the first time second time I won't die either right <laughs> so <laughs> got into the car and I didn't even pay attention. I was just like in this, like, you know, excited state where I didn't understand what was happening. I was just happy, you know? And um, and uh, we just pop in front of a huge facility and the door opens and I was so excited. I couldn't even, you know, my brain didn't even process reading what was on the wall, right? And we go in there and I see a couple of men standing. I was like, one of the faces I know, but I don't know who it is. I just I just feel like I've seen that face. I would go down the car, and um, so the, the second person I met down there was actually Nestor, Don Nestor, um, and uh, so oh, that wow. was one of Nestor's facilities, um, Nestor's uh, fábricas. Fa- uh, and uh, that's really how it started. I just remember that time. You know, Adin is is um, so Adin and uh, Nestor and. A lot of people in the industry like to make quite a bit of fun of of Adin, uh, for some reason. And uh, there were there were I, the only thing I know is I didn't understand literally nearly anything because they were speaking you know Spanish most of the time. I just know Nestor was making fun of Adin, and Adin was trying to tell him go back with me. And Nestor was like, no, you don't want to go with that guy, right? Stay with us. And just sitting there in the middle, of me like, what? What is happening? That's the industry. Okay, I like it. Let's figure it out. And uh, so I, I left again with Adin after checking it around. And that's, you know, where it started. I started uh, going every day to the factory. Started after, you know, it, t- it takes a while. When you look at how, you know, I'm still, I'm, still, I'm still like amazed the skills of those people. I worked in nearly every possible um, position in a factory. I lived down there with these guys for a year at uh, that time. And working at a factory, being a roller, bonchero, rollero, empaque, despalio, secado, pilones, like everything. I, I I really went through like all those processes because, it, well, it was needed, but it was something I wanted to see. And when I see how efficient those people were, you know, it took me like two or three months to say, okay, let me try to do el bonchi. Let me try to do the, the, the first step, you know, in the rolling process. And I was... After, after that, after rolling for a couple of months, I was doing give or take, you know, 110, 120 cigars a day. Those guys have like two weeks to learn or three and they have to do 350, 450 cigars a day. I've never been able to do that. So I still, you know, that all my respect to those people because it's, it's really an art. And, um, I think, I think they're not, you know, they're not showcased enough, not promoted enough amongst, um, Amongst uh, us consumers also and and on our side of the industry, which is the market, right? Uh, But yeah, that's really, that's really been down there a little. It was a strange start, but uh, it really worked out well. (laughs) And I'd I'd never change anything, you know, if that, that was just amazing, I think.
0: At at what point now in this process of your education, do you, I mean, I'm looking at a sheet here with a lot of facts, but was creating the brand the the first step into really entering the industry or was the
7: acquisition of a retail shop? What was the evolution of how you got in the business? So at the end, before, you know, deciding it was time to go back uh, to Switzerland and actually do something about it, I had decided to create a brand. So I did blend the first cigar, which was a white series, which, which was the cigar you're, well, the, the, the line that you were, you guys were smoking right now. Um, and that was during that process. So I had decided at the time before leaving that the brand was what I was going to start with and do. Um, and so that was, you know, once I had that blend, it's, it was actually very interesting because by working during a year, uh, give or take with the tobaccos yourself, when you start, you know, living in that, you know, literally by, 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 uh, how do you say it? Like, you know, like living in it and on a daily basis you start figuring out okay this i think i want to use this i want to use this seems to go well together and you start going this way so that's how it, the, the first blend started and um from there um i i remember and that that was that was that was a, a strange thing so we had never talked about minimums and they never did um they were like, okay, you want to do something, so that's okay. Let's go through the blend process. You have an idea, yeah, So blah, blah, blah. we did our tests and everything. Um came out with a white. Um you know like, yeah, I need to go. I need to go back home and see what I can do with it, you know? And um <laughs> it was like, Okay, how many cigars do you want? <laughs> I I don't remember if it was so I had two sizes, done two sizes. Um, I was like if I remember well, I ordered a um, hundred of each, a hundred of each. And he was like, okay, let's do it. You know, after messing around with his tobacco, screwing I don't know how many wrappers a day in this and that, he still was like, yeah, whatever, let's do it. Um, so he rolled me those cigars. I had no bands, no, no branding, nothing. I was like, yeah, you know what, let me just take those cigars with me. And go see shops in Geneva, in Switzerland and stuff. So, I, I finally got back to Switzerland. And I was like, man, I know how to roll. I know the process, fermentation. What year, and
0: it's and roughly now, What year are you at now?
7: That was, uh, give or take, a year later. So, that was somewhere five, six years ago or something like this. Okay. Give or take. Getting back to Geneva. Be about um, 2015. Yeah, give, uh, give or take. About that um and that's more or less when i when i did the process it was my first company so i had to start everything i had you know i had no idea what i was doing once again uh, just to change you know the 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 habits and uh, i remember going out the first i was literally alone alone, you know I, i had nothing nobody i didn't have any capacity to employ anybody i was just literally alone i was like okay now it's time to go and hustle a little bit right so i remember going out and thinking you know i know how to roll a cigar I know how to do empaque I know the the fermentation process been to the fields did that did this you know I have no fucking clue how to sell shit I've never sold shit in my life I don't know how to sell a cigar I don't even know where to go (laughs) I had uh, that was that was you know that's where I really thought like yeah that's that that might not have been a good decision actually it might have been a pretty bad decision
0: luckily you only made
7: four boxes of each so yeah <laughs> he,
0: he, he didn't have a lot of pressure at least
7: you know no right. no, but i really I really wanted to do something out of it, you know, I really was in the mind was state of mind was you know that's really something that I care care about, and I want to do something about it, so there was kind of that pressure of being able to and prove a point too, I guess, right, because I said you know coming out the family was all uh you know out of your the university, very um very much like carrier orientated, but in, in big corporations and stuff like this. And I was like, screw all that. I'll, you know, I'll do whatever I want. And uh, so basically uh, the pressure was more on, hey, so now you said that, let's prove it. Because if you screw up, you're going to be the idiot now, you know? And so there was some pressure. The, the amount of cigars were not the big deal, but the pressure of the whole, uh, uh, you know, Saving proving a point was there. When
0: yeah. Listen, Sebastian. We got to take a break. Don't go anywhere, folks. After the break, we're going to have our "As the Record been section with Avo, season two of "Tale of the Tape," obviously "Insane Asylum," um, and we're going to talk to Sebastian is is what eventually made him jump into making more than just two hundred cigars and the evolution of the gold <laughs> and the label. And uh, we'll have more with him right after this. Don't go anywhere.
1: Surgeon General warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. With Altidus rich in profound history, it only makes sense to showcase one of their popular cigars after Mr. Henry Clay. Receiving a top 10 spot in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars, the Henry Clay Warhawk has top-notch construction while boasting with complex flavors. Cloaked in an Ecuadorian-Connecticut shade wrapper with a Connecticut broadleaf binder and a Nicaraguan Criollo fillers, this medium, the full-body smoke has flavor notes of toasted almonds, earth, and a peppery finish that pairs nicely with a lemonade. It is available in three sizes, Corona, Robusto, and Toro. If you're looking for a cigar that has an abundance of flavor and history, then this 95-rated Henry Clay Warhawk is the cigar for you. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale.
3: Oh, hey. Being a dad's not easy. Gotta enjoy the little things. Ever hear of a sippy cup? Yeah, that's not apple juice. That's Sunal. Bonner Private Wines. You know, our friends over at Bonner Private Wines have a really, really great deal for KMA listeners right now. All you have to do is go to KMAwines.com, check it out, and we will give you a discount on shipping and a discount on the three bottle package. In that package is Sunal. It's a wine from 8,950 feet in the air. It's one of the hardest vineyards to get wine from. The vines are under stress, the wine is delicious, and it'll get you through days like these. When you have lots of things to do and it feels like it will never end. So go to KMAwines.com and uh, join the rest of us dads while we get our kids prepared the day and just need that little extra kick. It's a Saturday. It's, it's okay if we do day drinking. We're Dad's. We enjoy it. We're allowed to have some fun. Here you go, buddy. You have yours. I have mine. Cheers. KMA Wines. Well, that's for Daddy. KMAwines.com. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the utter disappointment in Abe's face when that came. I up. just don't
0: know what kind of person can be abused by not de- doing their work or whatever, and just I'm still not like even be encouraged or motivated to say, "Hey, let me do something." To all our socialites out there, we're, I'm pulling in Alan Rubin here.
3: Oh so, shit! Uh,
0: to all our socialites out there, I want you to tag Paul every day, every day. Tag Paul DeGracco and say, "Hey, Paul, when are you gonna make a new commercial this week?" The baby's agent called. Yeah, he really should. He deserved. <laughs> he was a star of the ad.
7: That just made my day. I think
0: you can't shame Paul to even doing his <laughs> job. You can't even shame him into doing his job. Yeah, and no, the sad part is, with all his Broadway stories and how creative he is, and how we did five I really, ads. Thought- I really thought this would be the one aspect of the job that he would actually really enjoy, and like at least have some vigor because he really doesn't have any vigor in any other aspect of the job. So I really thought that this would be the one. So if, if I gave him a project that has to do with his passion in life and he still doesn't do it every week, what does that tell you about the rest of the show? There, my rant is done. Thank you, Paul.
3: I'm already getting, I'm already getting
0: tagged. (laughs) Oh yeah. So before we get back into the cigars, uh, Sebastian, uh we have a segment sponsored by Alo Cigars. It's called As the Record Spins and our good friend Eddie Guerra has a special question just for you. Oh boy. Alright, so as part of our as the record spins question, this is the question that Eddie Gere wanted to ask you. When you're in a new situation or a new room with people, what is your best icebreaker? Do you have a specific story or something you like to do to break the ice in certain situations?
7: Huh. I don't think so. I, I yeah. guess it's. I it's, guess it's.
3: <laughs> especially when you don't I, speak the language.
7: Yeah, no, I, I guess it's you know just bring up a beer or something that usually works well. Do you, you have that key phrase using do you use in Honduras? Do you speak any Spanish now? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know, my wife shouts at me in Spanish every day, so I had to learn. Okay. So you picked <laughs> up all the bad words. Oh
0: yeah, everything. Everything. That's great. Well, there you have it. Hand a beer. Hold a beer. Poe is a great icebreaker.
3: And that is What about uh, you, Abe? What do you do? I mean, you, you're usually in a unique situation because most of the time when you're meeting at least people in the industry, they know who you are. But like if you go into a room of strangers, what's your icebreaker? I, I'm I'm
0: very, very, very reserved when I'm in a room full of people I don't know.
3: I'm I, not I have like, actually seen that. I've I'm actually not seen like, that. Like,
0: let me tell you something. Like, we lived in our neighborhood for like eleven years. I can only tell you one person who lives in our neighborhood. That's our next door neighbor because his daughter babysat our kids. I, I you know, I'm not really, really open until I get to know you. So I will, if I'm in a room with, with, you know, somewhere I'm unfamiliar with, I will sit and observe for a long time before I'll even start to interact or open up because, you know, there's a lot of weird people out there, and you know, you just, I'm I'm. I'm I'm very more reserved before I'll open up. But then once I do, I'm just naturally talkative, but um and very gregarious. I just I just don't put it out there right away.
7: Right. It's it's I, interesting. I, 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 you know. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
3: No, no, go for it.
7: I, uh, yeah, I was going to say it's it's weird because in 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 the industry, you know, we're constantly constantly uh in front of people and a lot of time in front of people you don't know or don't know well, you know. Um and in a way or another i think the industry does its job itself we just all know anyways that we're um around a common no interest or something so the discussion most of the time flows fairly uh naturally i'd say i think i don't know it's 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 really hard i'm trying to figure out you know thinking of something really that could be said or something to, to introduce but usually it's just it's fairly random. You have people from all different landscapes, all different backgrounds, and everything. And there is always something or someone that just makes that spark go, and everybody starts talking without, without that much of uh. Oh shit! What am What am I gonna say? What are they gonna say? What What you know? What are we all gonna talk about? Which, right? It's a, It's it's very unique to to the industry we're in. I think.
3: It it's an it's an art too to be able to do that. So I've met I've met some masters. At it where you can put like, strangely enough, my mother, you could put my mother in the room of, you know, uh, you know, a bunch of a bunch of like bikers that are big, tough, tough guys. My mother's a short little Italian lady. She can walk into a room of 100 bikers that all look at her and hate her when she walks in the room and make friends with every single one of them. I've never seen my mother in a situation where she can't just speak to anybody about anything she's she's got that gift but there's there's some people that just have it I think
7: who's the toughest the little Italian lady or the bikers? I bet on the little <laughs> italian lady to be honest
3: <laughs> she's pretty tough, but that's that's definitely i I have a hard time like Abe in all honesty if if I don't know what the of the common you know uh bond is between me and a group, it is difficult unless I'm the one up in front of the group speaking, but in like a I used to say when I was a kid I was I was more comfortable sitting at a table with all the, the grandparents and the and the parents than I was being in a group of my peers.
0: I, I for me it's not a comfort issue at all. I'm very comfortable, honestly, in any setting. I could break the ice in any setting. I, I just don't put myself out there that fast, you know, especially if it's a room full of you know, people I don't know, you know. You know, one of the shirts we, we, I designed, which is kind of, you know, it was a joke because I said it once and somebody thought it was hilarious. He goes, you should put down a t shirt, was, I need less friends. I need more cigars. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things. But, but, you know, I, once I'm in a situation, I'm, I have no problem being comfortable about it. I just, I'm just reserved if I don't know people.
7: Right, know? right. I just the other thing is, there is so much in, in a position like that when, and especially on top of that, when you're in retail and stuff, you're all day, every day in front of people, like all the time. Of course, the core people become your friends or people that you know well, but it's still something where you're in a const- constantly, like, you, whether you like it or not, you, you know, you're going to have to be social the entire day. So I feel like when you go out of this setting, it's kind of nearly, you know, normal that you you kind of shut down a little bit and just say you know I'd rather be in my little bubble or something instead of again go yeah, through the same process that, too that, much effort. That's why I do at home. That's why I don't acknowledge anybody. Like people be
0: waving at me when I'm driving in the neighborhood. I don't even know you. I don't even make <laughs> eye contact. Why are you waving at me? You know I'm the same way. But like like we're getting ready to go on a family trip and everybody oh where are you from? I always try to teach my kids. You never tell anybody anything. You know where are you from? Florida. Yeah. Oh yeah. What part? South Florida. Oh yeah. Whereabouts? Uh, Palm Beach County. And that's about all you're gonna get out of me. I'm not telling yeah, you where yeah. I'm from. I'm not telling you what I do. what do you do? I'm in sales. You know, what I mean there's, there's no I'm like giving people I don't know information. I mean like, you
4: don't do that. I'm back. What I missed guys. Sorry. I had some back end stuff to do. Yes, yes, Alex had Sorry. some
7: work. Got it done. That's dude. okay. Beautiful advertising we just- I think you missed.
3: <laughs> we were just doing the uh, we were just doing the Avo the Avo question, but we're gonna we're gonna get back to our Meet Your Maker story because yeah.
0: And to start off, I just want to let all our fans know, in, in, in recognition of having uh, Sebastian on the show today, um, and that's kind of what Alex is working on last minute. In the background, we have a promotional code for Cavalier Cigars. I believe the code... You want it up now? Gold? Yeah, man. I just made it, fool. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Use the code GOLD, and you will get an additional 15% off. Good through tomorrow.
3: Very cool. Yeah, you have
0: a Father's Day gift now. I gotta ask about the formation of the label and this gold because I'm just about to break into it. Right.
7: I'm just. Yeah. That's where
3: we. That's where we were gonna get into because the there's a cool story behind how it how it came up, right, Sebastian?
7: Yeah. Well, for it's it's weird. There are two stories because it's really separate between the label, the first thing with the logo, and the gold, which is a second, you know, second part of the story of the brand, I think. The, the, if you want, you're going to break in into the gold. So let's take the story on the wrong way and start from the, the finish. You know, um, you know, the, the main thing is when you're, when you're, you're, you, when you're not, when you've not been established for 20 years, 50 years, a hundred years, whatever it is in any kind of industry, right? Um, you have to figure out a way to make a difference, right? You have to have an identity and you have, it, 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 it has to mean something. For the brand itself and people behind the brand, but it has also, it has that need to bring an additional something to your partners, to who you are, to what you offer. So I remember we started a brand just with uh, regular paper bands. It was going well, you know, but it was always, you know, that thought process where what can, what what should we do? We need to do, we need to make a difference. You know, we need to do something Mm -hmm. and we've been trying to go back and forth. It's very difficult when you talk about branded I- branded identity, especially early on. Um, it's not something that is as clear as you might think. You know, you're like you're. It's like a, an adolescent kid. He is still trying to figure out who he is. You know, and trying to go, okay, what direction am I going in life or something? And a brand does a little bit the same thing. So you have a base identity, which is you know, whatever for a person, whatever your parents brought to you and life brought to you. But then there is, who am I going to be? And that was really the process. What what are we gonna do to have people actually, you know, see and recognize who we are in an easy way, and at the same time make have it make sense? No, you know, you could do whatever you want, but if you just throw shit on on your product, people are gonna be like, yeah, I mean, what what is it for? Why? And it's not matching the the visuals. It's not matching who you look like. What is it? So it it was a very rough uh, like process and. With my wife, we were going back and forth at the time and trying to figure out something and, you know, how we're going to make a difference. And everything that came to mind sucked. I mean, it sucked. It was bad. And... Um, that can be frustrating. I've been there. Yeah. It's, it's really difficult. Yeah, I, I, I bet you, you, you probably, I mean, everybody that's been in business probably has been through a period like this. I mean, there is always something. So, the first thing is, before getting into this, yes, you can smoke through the gold. That's what it's made for. It's uh, actual 24-karat gold, and so edible gold, the same thing you would eat on pastries and stuff like this. Um, okay. And just so you guys know, for the people who are not, you know, that's always the first question when people are new to the brand, uh, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that listen that um, have not, you know, gotten to it yet, um, where uh, the, the temperature of, of tobacco burning is much lower than the one you would need to melt gold. So it's really just gonna just going to, you know, Stay in the same shape onto your ash. That's that's not going to change anything. It's not burning, and the whole process is completely natural. The gold is the purest quality you can have. You can actually eat it. So if you want to lick it off the wrapper, up to you. I wouldn't do it, but up to you. Um, and basically, it's you know, it's 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 not going to do anything. Now, what the main year, thing What year did you start putting the gold on there? So it was actually during the first year. It was actually during the first year. Um, it just took a couple of months to figure it out. Um, the you, I don't know the timeline. I, 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 I we oh, around first? around 50, uh, between fi- end of fifteen and early sixteen. I'm not 100 sure yet.
0: Were you the first person to use gold on a cigar? No. I know there's another company uh, that, that fully wraps a cigar yeah. In gold.
7: Yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, I don't know if we can mention people, but uh, it I didn't think bother them, me. I just didn't yeah. want to mention it. I
0: just didn't know who was first because I really don't yeah, no, know. No, no,
7: we were, we were not, we were not. I mean that that auto brand has been in the market for way longer than we've been. Um, he's no, actually I, a humidor maker. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a friend of ours. I mean it's Daniel. Yeah, yeah. It's Dan, I know Daniel Marshall. But
0: he, you know, I know he has his cigars have been around for years. I sold them yeah. when yeah. I opened twenty five years ago. But yeah. I've only seen the gold cigar. I don't know, in the last four or five years.
7: So I really didn't know. Yeah,
0: I think he care? made
7: it before. I think it, he definitely had it before us, but I don't know how how long he's been doing it. I think it, it's more of a kind of uh, limited stuff. It is extremely- So Yeah. The, the The main thing that we had was, you know, we needed to keep the price range in the regular cigar price range market. You know, that was the first right. deal with it. And so that had been achieved. And the other thing is basically for me, it had to be, so there, the, the, the approach is different, right? What um, we did is for for me, it was really, and that's, that's going back to the story. That's the day my wife came back to me and she was like, I got it. But you get, I know what we're going to do. We're going to put gold on the cigars. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. No, I don't <laughs> want, I don't want. <laughs> and no offense. I just didn't <laughs> want to do it. I was like, you know, I want to see my rapper. I want to see my tobacco. I I care. I, I really cared about all this because of all the time I spent with the people down there. The respect I had, you of know, course. for them, their job, and everything. I was like, that's not my vision of things. And all, again, all respect crafty, and, and everything it's the for everybody you learned. else. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And she's like, no, you don't. Just listen to me. They don't understand. I was like, oh shit! Okay, there we go. And she's Latina, right? She's from Dan Lee, so you already you already know you're gonna get into trouble. So it was pretty bad. I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna get, I'm going into troubles right now. He's like, no, look, we've had she was so uh, she was redesigning the boxes in the first months, uh, cleaning them up. We had like gold diamond patterns all over the boxes at the time, and she was trying to make it look cleaner, smoother. So she was taking that off the boxes everywhere. She was like. We're new, but something that people have been seeing from us is the gold-colored diamond. So it was gold-colored patterns of diamonds on the boxes. And I was like, yeah, that's right. She was like, why don't we use it as a secondary band? Why don't we use it as a band? And the, the main problem we had is, you know, Cavalier. And, and it's Cavalier, it's cavalier Genève, Cavalier-Geneva. Um, Geneva for Switzerland, right? And, and so it's not something especially easy for a lot of cultures or different languages to pronounce or anything oh you know, it's it's uh, in english it's fine but you have a lot of try it in germany try it. i mean i have we have people in 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 switzerland mispronounce a name for the past years and they've been smoking the brand for the past years and they still mispronounce the name but i owe chevalier or something you don't know it's cavalier chevalier. so yeah it's i mean you know it was like, what do we do? And putting that on fixed different things. So the first thing it was in on brand regarding what we were doing. You know, we I think the brand as much as my wife and now uh, my wife and I are all three kind of bipolar, right? Uh, in the way we we approach things, and the brand has that personality where um, it 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 has always been elegant in terms of presentation and everything. But we have that more street approach to things, to street art and stuff. And, um, and I think it's always been a little bit like this. So shocking was not that much of a problem, was pretty good actually. Uh, so we were, you know, we're like, let's, let's do it. And the main thing with the diamond was, you know, how do you make people remember a name? A name is hard to remember. Try to remember the name of the guy that you just met in the street or something. You can't, it's really, really hard. Few people can do it, but it's really hard. We all have too much to think about and everything. So that's, that's basically ba- uh, basic marketing, right? Um, a symbol is extremely simple to remember. A symbol can be expressed in a many different ways. We never told people how to, you know, talk about the brand, but immediately people started saying the gold diamond, you know? So it was like the, the, that second band beca- became a symbol that actually made the brand more recognizable and more easy to talk about. Because going, you know, Abe, you're you you, get, you guys are in retail, right? You go in a retail shop, and that guy comes in, and he's like, you know, that cigar you gave me two weeks ago with that red band, and it, you can be ninety percent sure the red the band was not red; it was probably blue or something. Right, right. And you turn and you're, you're in your humidor, your red band? Are you fucking kidding me? I have like five thousand skews of red bands. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so, funny because
4: I was actually just going to chime in. You know, I have people that come into the shop, and they'll say. Um, you know, they sm- oh, I had this cigar. I don't remember what it's called, but it's got the gold. It's got the gold diamond on it. And I'm like, okay, absolutely. I I know. Even though they don't know the name, they know that cigar by right. the diamond. If they didn't remember the name, and that's what they're
7: looking for. It's it's actually funny because it was a you know it was a a, a tricky decision still because uh, like you might have heard too, and and we still hear it sometimes. You know, people like, oh yeah, but it's a gimmick. So it's if it's a gimmick, the cigar is shit. So first of all, no thank you, uh, we really care about the tobaccos we use in the blendings and everything, and I think the, the ratings have really much been talking about it, I mean people uh, and everything, we just, you know, it's just a process of getting over that first step. Yes, it's kind of a gimmick, uh, it's still brand ident- identity for us, and I really I really uh, stand behind it, um, but you can't do, and uh, for, you know, for the people that would think it's a gimmick, uh, the, the main thing is you can't do a gimmicky cigar. And not have a good product behind. You can get you can get someone to try your cigar once. If it's just a gimmick, you're gonna be there for six months. And you know it's it's that's where the whole thing comes in. It looks weird. It might look different. First uh, main thing is uh, we're happy people remind remember it, and it really has been working out for us. And the second thing is we care about the tobaccos we put in. We care about the blends we do. We care about the quality and everything. So that kind of was the second step. We needed to make sure that everything stayed consistent um with our philosophy of cigars even though we were putting something a little off putting or you know not off putting but kind of you know uh destabilizing people were like oh, wait what what the fuck is I that mean, you know what what the hell is that now
0: this this unfortunately this is becoming prolific of gimmicks in this industry and I think when you talk about gimmicks you talk about when you start copying other manufacturers stuff or you make you know uh parodies of existing brands and you know, guys are out there making labels on whatever cigar they could buy, and that, for me, that's gimmicky. You know, they don't even yeah, yeah. they don't even care about the cigar. They throw a cool blend of some cool band of some childhood character on there, and make a story, and they think it got something special. You can see the wrapper and the quality of the construction on this cigar. This has actually been an extremely enjoyable smoke. Um, I don't consider that a gimmick. I consider that is the equivalent, like you said, of a band, right? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's, this is no more for me looking at it as a gimmick than a pretty band on a cigar. Right. Uh, and, and for you, it served its purpose. Cause like Alex has said, I've heard it myself. Oh, do you have any of those cigars with the, with the gold diamond? And, and, and that pretty much served the purpose of what it was for. But like you said, I've said it many times in the past. You can sell a cigar to anybody once after yeah. that. It's the quality of the cigar. And, yeah. and, and, um, this ash and this burn has been incredible the whole way through.
3: Turn it around so we can see the diamond on the ash.
0: It's 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 doing
7: exactly what he said. It's just laying yeah. up ash as I smoke it. It's and that's the other thing, right? You know the the the, um, the when when I mean there there are two ways of approaching the industry in like right? and again, uh, no offense to anybody, and I don't I'm not you know trying to get at uh, anybody there there is just it's too easy to make a cigar brand there are too many people asking hey i want to do a cigar brand and stuff i'm like great you know i I was in the same position i want to do something you know i can't i can't say it's a bad idea i can't tell you you know fuck that's my market it's it's not i'm I'm, you know (laughs) i'm like honestly good you want to do it good but there it's too easy to make a cigar brand it's and and i it's an industry where you need to know what you're doing. I didn't know what I was doing when I started, but I first had to go there. I had to, you know I, I didn't have that past of 100 years of Cuban you know, family history and stuff. I wish I had. I didn't I didn't work for cigars before. <clears throat> so I had to learn. but you, you, if you want to do something, you can't you know you, you sh- or at least my advice would be, you know if you want to do something, go learn, do stuff you know. Try to figure out what you like, why you like it, and everything. First of all, because if you're not doing this, you're gonna get screwed over. That's the first thing. You you, you know you, you're not gonna get you're gonna get whatever the fuck you can. There there you need you need to have a control on what you're doing. And I think again, it's too easy to just make a cigar nowadays, where. You can you could just call the factory or call a shop and say, Hey, do you know someone at a factory or something? Or find someone at at an event and the guy's gonna say, Yeah, we we have a factory, we can do a cigar for you. The problem is you don't you know you don't know what you're doing. It's like would you go into the stock market and start investing, you know, two hundred and fifty million dollars split between different accounts, portfolio and stuff in your portfolio and stuff, different, you know, placements. Without even having, uh, w- without having done it ever, just so, saw uh, just seeing it in in TV or having a friend doing it, you wouldn't. I mean, you'd be crazy to do so. It's the same thing with the cigar industry. So you know, should, it's always going. been easy to make a brand. I mean, it's it's
0: it's always been easy. If, if you're willing to pay for it, anybody will make you brand. But yeah. to, to make a brand that's successful and sells is a whole other entity. Well, I, I get asked all advice all the time. I just had somebody call me. From somewhere here in Florida, a friend of my wife's, um, one of my wife's aunts, and she had this guy call me. He wants to open up a retail shop, you know, and he wanted some advice. So I I returned his call. And the number one thing I've always seen in the course of my life, whether it's cigar business, I don't care what business it's in, there's two things that I've seen everybody completely always underestimate. Which, which which leads to their failure, right? It's easy to open up a shop, but then what? Oh, what yeah. do you do, right? Two things is they underestimate the cost
4: because mm-hmm.
0: they had no idea. And so they, they already started below zero negative going in. And they completely underestimate the sacrifice and dedication it takes. Oh, right? They think I'm going to be my own boss. I'll play golf in the afternoons. You know, it'll this will be 20 great. years from now, maybe. Yeah, if you're lucky, right? right. If so, you're
7: lucky,
0: yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, when this guy was telling me his story and how big his shop, so I said, said my business. Trying, what's your budget?" And when he told me his budget, I'm like, "Dude, that won't even build the bar. Forget about, you know, building a whole shop and a humidor and product. That doesn't even build your bar. Well, I know. I said, listen, I'm just gonna do you a favor. Stop whatever you're doing. If you haven't signed a lease, don't sign a lease." Go work for a cigar shop. Go learn what it's really going to cost to do stuff. Because if you're building something based on I know somebody or this person, and he's going to build that, yeah, you're already starting screwed up. You know? And most people just, I mean, it's easy to open up a place. It's easy to start a oh, cigar cool. line. But then what? So they underestimate the real cost of what it takes, and they start underfunded, and they completely underestimate the amount of dedication and sacrifice and work It's going to take to actually become
7: successful or stay alive or, you know, make something of it. And I see that all the time. And then, you know, you're going to hit like nice spots and bad spots, especially when you start. You might you might start. I remember we started well and then we got some issues and we just completely got like we we took some really bad hit in the face. We entered the U.S. The brand started growing. We we were opening you know different countries and everything, and we got to the point where we lost the U.S. for a year, so we went out of the U.S. for a year, and that's why we moved here, right? After we're like, we need to fix that, and and that's that's again, you're like, okay, I'm going to change my entire life again. Oh, okay, I'll just do it. You know, you have to be ready for those sacrifices, but you you, you if you're not ready for that, it's going to go up down and everything until you find that spot where. It takes time for people to understand that you're here, what you're doing, and everything. Whether you're a retail shop, whether you're a brand, whatever the the business you're doing, right? You have to make sure that you're going to go through rough times because people don't know who you are, what you do, and why you're doing it. Until the point where enough people know about it, so that it starts steadily growing. But you have to go through a couple of years of this crap before you actually get to okay. You know what? Enjoying it's simple, you know, we, we know we're early in the in in the history of our brand and we've been going through some real shit before But now I'm just enjoying the fact of being able to be hanging out here with you guys and stuff like that You know, but that that's that would not what would have happened Abe. honestly look You're you know honestly, right? right? Uh, what would have happened if I had come to you in the first year and say hey, Abe, I have that new cigar You have to try it so amazing and blah 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 you would have just looked at me like fuck you, right? i would have said it out loud no well you would have looked
0: <laughs> i would have said it out loud no listen we, we get that all the time i mean we're in south florida here we got mm-hmm. guys who, we got guys who are line cooks at the local diner yesterday and next week hey i got a cigar line you know um it, it's crazy um and, and and honestly you know I you know it's a very hard sometimes because I, I just really tell it to them like it is because they want me to smoke it. I'm like, that, that, me smoking it, me loving it, is not what's going to make it sell. Your livelihood, no. your livelihood, is not based on whether I make a purchase from you or not. No, because that's whether true. the consumer goes exactly, to whether that's you true. have the consumer, there's your the one sale. But unless mm-hmm. unless you could reach the consumers and figure out how to get the consumers to want like your cigar then you've achieved nothing you've made one sale to me it's irrelevant yeah and, and a and lot of people sorry, it's hard it's hard for a lot of these guys to hear because they like you some of these, some of these guys are really passionate they'll put in the time and the dedication they'll go down to Central America one of the countries and, and really work it and they put their life and blood and they they come and they, like they they've found the Holy Grail you know they'll come with their cigar and please try this and tell me what you think but that's not what's going to make the company successful. Now, how do you reach your consumer? How yeah. do you market to your consumer? How does your message get across to your consumer? And ultimately, no matter what you, the brand owner, or me, the retailer, thinks, what's the consumer gonna think? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's who I serve. I serve the people walking through the door or ordering from us online. So if, if, if you don't know what they think, and you're just worried about what you think, what I think, you're you're missing out on the most important equation of it, of the whole thing.
7: You know the first the first thing is it's great to have a great product. You can sell a crappy product as well as you can sell a great product. That's really not even important. And it's sad to say, but it's a case. That's funny. The real the real it's I, you know it, I, I really think that uh, the real thing is your brand is and has to be considered as a separate person, and that person has to have an identity and that identity has to talk to people and you have to find a way to put it in front of people so that people are actually wanting to discuss with it or learn about it, you know, exchange with it. And that lo- the, that last little part is the the, the, the hardest hardest of, uh, of it all. You know, we're all on social media. How many freaking cigars do you see up there every day? Lines it's different, have heard of. I've been in this business
0: 25 years and I see lines I've never heard of every
7: day. Yeah. Well, I've been, you know, i I love I love cigars I love this industry. I've been a retailer too in this industry later on, and I've I've spent I've spent time really wanting to know more. I'm always looking out for what is happening, seeing if I find something new I like or something just for myself, you know, just as a you know on on, on, on the non-business part of it, just as as, as, a, as a consumer a cigar a cigar guy, you know, and every fucking day you find some stuff, and as a, as a as a retailer, I've had, you know, and that's something that surely happened to you too. You know, at the time I was a retailer, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, it was a great experience. I just, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for people that do it because it's really difficult. It's, it's something that is, it's um, much more challenging than most people think. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's something really a lot of respect for, for the people that do it, uh, full time. And that's their main, main focus because it's, it's more than people think. The main thing is, uh, you know, I, I, I always remember that guy. So that guy comes into my shop and with a friend and he, the friend was a member and he was like, can I bring him in? I was like, yeah, no worries. And they start smoking everything. And my friend just tells him, hey, it's you know, the owner. If um, you want to give him a cigar or something? he's was like, oh, yeah, I'll give him a cigar. But um, so anyways, we're not going to sell in, in shops. We're probably going to sell half a million cigars the first year without, you know, without without selling to shops just direct consumer I was like holy shit okay that starts well um, and the guy just gave me a cigar I'm like hey just out of curiosity i not don't know it I know it's new can you can you tell me a little bit about it he's like yeah so you know I've been smoking cigars and uh, with my partners and um, there is you know there's nothing good in the market we tried we tried cigars and they're not good so we decided to do the best cigar you know ever basically that's literally <laughs> like not the same words but that was it I was like oh crap and I was like okay So at that time, I just realized first thing, the guy's in my shop, what was my shop at the time, and um, the second thing is uh, the guy has no fucking idea that i have a brand too you know that's pretty interesting so you're basically talking crap to me twice in the same fucking first sentences i'm mean, that's pretty good you start well my guy it's a good start like, yeah yeah it's, that's amazing let's continue like this and uh, you know just not talking <laughs> okay can you tell me a little bit about this he's like so yeah we found that and that's the other trap that's a trap that always happens in this industry and i i was you know i'm like oh crap again we found so the guys a like, tobacco yeah, no, the guy was like, so as we, we couldn't figure out any, there is no good cigars on the market, um, we went to the Dominican Republic, and uh, we met that guy that was like the, you know, the whole story. He was probably the founder of Cohiba, the part gas, and ran the factory in, in Cuba, and was Castro's friend, and whatever the and whole Placentia thing. He's step-cousin. like, oh. And Placencia's step-cousin. Yeah, something like this, but without knowing <laughs> Placencia, right? And the guy, the guy was like, so we, we hired him and we made a factory. He's our general manager, our master blender and, and stuff. And you're smoking this cigar and you're like, I can't smoke that shit. That's really, really bad. Really, really, I mean, it, it, you know, uh, that, 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 one cigar, that particular line, and I won't say whoever it is, uh, it's non-relevant, but it was really bad. And uh, the guy was with his speech and everything. And I was like, man, so you got screwed because I didn't, you know, you basically one more that met that Cuban master that did everything and, uh, probably was, um, just driving tourists around during, in Cuba or something. And second, um, I started asking him, okay, I understand, um, your, your point of view, your thing. That's all good. I was like, what, you know, I really like that cigar XYZ. What do you think about it? Oh, I think I don't know it. Oh, I've had that, uh, you know, did you try that um, Foundation This or that Tatuaje or that Baragas D4 stuff? And he's like, no, I think I had that uh, Oyo. Those brands, I don't know. I'm like, so you never started talking about Padrón? Oh, no, I don't know that. I was like, did you ever fucking smoke a cigar? <laughs> I like, holy shit. And you're sitting there like a retailer first, you know, retailer or brand owner slash brand or brand, brand owner slash retailer because that's really brand owner is is, is what, what we do, right? And sitting there I was like, Holy shit, that's crazy. And you know, when you when you've done it and you know when you've when you've been producing cigars and you know that when someone throws five hundred thousand cigars at you in the first year without selling to a shop only direct to, to consumer without ever having been present anywhere and nobody knowing the brand, you're like, Yeah, that's an interesting challenge. I mean, I wish you all the luck of the world, you know, but that's probably not gonna happen. Yeah. He's starting out
0: very poorly out of the gate.
7: Mm-hmm. Out of the gate. But- so, but you know how it is. That's, that's something that sadly happens too much. So as you did, and I always said, you know, when people, when people want advices, I'm definitely probably not the best advice they can get. They can find people that have been in the industry for much longer than I, that, that have gone already much further than we did. But if someone wants to, I've always been open to, you know, to help out and try to figure out solutions and, and give them some advices. But when you start like this, it's not good. That's that's really really. Bad. I've always
0: I've always said a very smart man can learn something from anybody. And that's the truth, you know. You could learn something from a simpleton if you really are, you know, observant and intelligent. So that's a lesson out there. Anyway, before we get to bring coupon, I just want to ask you one more thing. You have a new cigar out. Yes. The yeah, we do. Tell us a little
7: bit about this new cigar. So it's actually what i'm smoking right now um so it's the the viso jalapa I don't know if you can see it uh, right there so it's the the it's a soft box breast um comes in in five different sizes robusto Robusto gordo toro toro gordo and torpedo but the main thing is i think the most for me the most important part was really the blending process i always have that weird thing where one tobacco in specific always starts like turning in my head for months. It's just there again and again and again. I'm like, I've never worked with this, but I, I really have a problem. I need to do something. So it's always the same process. End up going down there, get the tobacco, start working around it. So we started working around this. Um, and that specific tobacco that was running all the time in my head is biso Jalapa. So Jalapa is in an area in, in Nicaragua. biso is, you know, for those who don't know, for example, it's, it's it's basically the middle part of the plant. You have seco on the down part, without going through the cortes. But seco, viso, and ligero. So the, the fun part of it is I wanted that wrapper because it is extremely flavorful. It's sweet, it's deep, it's rich, it's oily, you know, and when you have that, and, and it's just kind of fascinated me. So we started working around it and worked around 100% Nicaragua. Everything we do is in Honduras, right? But the the, the cigar, this particular cigar is 100% Nicaraguan cigar, binder, filler, wrapper, everything. And it just came out really, really rich. Uh, I think it's definitely fitting a new spot in the portfolio we had because it's, um, you know, every time we do something, we try to have it make sense in what we offer. And I really think it opens that spot to a what I would call new school Maduro, something that is um, on the heavier side, that is really rich, um, that, that you know, it, the kind of cigar for me that smokes a little bit of everything and not not easily towards always very strong cigars. It's the kind of cigar I smoke, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a little break, and I'm going to have another one after. <laughs> but Sim- that's But mm-hmm. Similar price point? Yes, yeah, similar price points. It's actually anywhere between 8 and something and 9.50. And
0: it's um, already started shipping to retailers.
7: It started shipping to retailers. Um, it's actually fairly crazy. Uh, we've never seen a launch. Uh, I feel like I just started launching a limited edition or something because the demand has been great for, for that. And um, I appreciate everybody's support. Awesome. Um, but it's something you can start finding. And um, the, yeah, the cigar, I pretty recommended if you like something rich, oily, and sweet. Nice little spices to it. Um, definitely go try it. That Biso Jalapa is is really a magical piece of tobacco right there. It's something that is that brings so much depth into the 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 the, the, the profile. I really think uh, something to try it if you guys have a chance. Awesome. I look forward
0: to trying it. All right, it's that time right now. Let's get our man uh, K- William Cooper out and let's see what the scoop is this week.
6: Hey y'all! What's my theme music? The scoop with Coop,
0: breaking industry news here at first on KMA Talk Radio and Cigar-Coop Oh,
7: there he is! He's got good
2: morning. a good We had to do a little move today. Yep. Good morning, everybody.
0: I don't know. To, I don't know where you moved to, but it's working real
2: good. Sixes and seven coop sixes and seven um I mean wow I mean after after Wednesday night what can you say we, we look dead we looked dead Wednesday night
4: what a dumpster fire of a game last night too but we, we pulled it off
2: it was it was it was so uh, we got game seven we'll see what happens I mean we, it, we're I think at this point I'm happy to get to the game seven so
0: sorry for hijacking the show it yeah no, it's all right but coop's oddly sitting like on the edge of the screen.
2: Uh, it's yeah. It's a, there's a. I'm trying to avoid some of the sunlight here. Is the problem? Oh, okay. Well, there you
7: go. You
0: good? You good? You don't get to lean. Oh, yeah. I was curious.
2: It's uh, a good thing. It's
0: good. like
7: in paintings, you know. You don't want to have the object or the, the, the main focus in the middle. You need right. a little bit of angle. Yeah. I think it
0: works right. out exactly. Exactly. Do <laughs> art. Yes well, I'm 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 heavily drawn to the floral pattern on the wall but Yes beautiful. I just
2: noticed it's beautiful. But, but either way <laughs> what
0: is the scoop this week my friend?
2: Well and I'll put Sebastian on the spot because he actually had some news that broke the last couple of days on a couple of things he's going to be previewing at the trade show so Sebastian can I turn it over to you to kind of give a little details on that?
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. I thought I was, th- I was done talking. The Paul de DeGraft method of work: <laughs> have somebody else do it. What?
6: Well, think...
7: Exactly. Right. Well, yeah, it's uh, we're actually pretty excited. So, for those who know, we've we've we have that habit of doing uh, one release a year for limited edition. Uh, last year, the release because of the whole you know mess during the year, the factory closing in Honduras for a couple of months, uh, already staged on the year with COVID and everything, it pushed everything back to the end of the year. But normally, it comes out and it's showcased around the trade show which is, uh, so the limited edition for us is always like a little laboratory or, you know, a playground. So I I go around and try to find stuff that I can't find for regular production or tobaccos that, you know, in that case, there is one tobacco that had not been used in the industry yet. It's tobacco that is used in other industries. And we process it and work around it in a way that, you know, we bring a new experience. So we do that. And um, it's always, uh, I think this year worldwide, it's uh, only – 1,650 10-count boxes. It's a Toro size. Um, it's always been for me, you know, one of the fun projects of the year. It's something preparing in advance, working around stuff that I had never worked on, and you know, the the hard part of it. It's always something that's I'm never going to work with anymore. Usually, you know, we've never repeated anything in there or anything. So it's it was a it's always a fun process. So that's going to come out being showcased at the show at PCA in July. A couple of weeks actually. Nice. Um, and, uh, it should be reaching retailers, uh, anywhere in July after the show. So second part of July, um, we're give or take, uh, getting to the point where it's all gone. Uh, we have everything, every rep, every, you know, the sales team usually takes care of everything and we split the amounts for the U S through them. So they're actually um, estimating what retailer wants in their territory and everything. And uh, so that's, uh, yeah, for the retailers uh, that want some, get in touch with your local reps as soon as you can, because it might be too late after that. Um, The other thing uh, that we're doing is uh, it's just going to be showcasing it. Well, if the box makers work fast enough, that's the only problem. <laughs> that way, that's the problem in the industry right now. Problem you get the tobacco, everybody. you're yep. able to roll, but you don't get the boxes. <laughs> right, right. Um, but no, normally it should be good. We've seen some good advances and stuff. Uh, we're going to be showcasing a product called Prospector. So it's a new like umbrella core line. It's going to regroup all uh, double wrapper cigars. Uh, the Prospector was the first time the name appeared was two years ago, as a um, shop exclusive for an event. Um, in, in Texas. And uh, we've had, uh, you know, the reaction general in the US was really fun. We had the reps uh, like, hey, why is it that you have that cigar? You never told me. It's like, it's a shop exclusive. How do you want me to tell it? So basically, it made a lot of noise. So we decided everything that's going to be barber pole, core line is going to go under this line, and it's going to be a one size only thing. Um, so yeah, we're going to showcase it at the show. We're probably going to take pre orders there. I'm trying to figure that out yet. Are still um and then it should be arriving official in the market in the second part of the year so anywhere around you know a fall winter something like this. And of course we're going to showcase the new uh Viso jalapa line too which Excellent. is half new.
2: Nice. Excellent. What else you
7: got going on Coop?
2: Oh, well, thanks Sebastian. Um oh, so Casada cigars. You. Yep. Casada cigars uh made a big announcement this week. Um this is their first new line in 2 years. Um, and it's going to come under the Casa Magna brand. It's called Casa Magna Liga F. Now, up until really this point, most of Casa Magna has been made through Placencia in Nicaragua. And, and there was one release actually out here Honduras, they did this one's actually going to be made by the Casadas in the Dominican Republic. So, this is Placencia's not involved with this one. Um, and uh, it's Liga F because it stands for Liga Fuerte, it's a stronger, um, Casa Magna. It's going to feature sun-grown Corojo wrapper over Dominican binder and Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers. It's going to come in four sizes. Uh, pricing is going to range from five eighty to nine seventy, depending on which size you get. And that that's will be a, that's a big range. Well, because one has a Petit Corona, that's why it's okay. four and a quarter by forty. Yeah, yeah. The other ones are all in that nine dollar range because they're they're Toro, Robusto, and Churchill. So yeah. So you, you'll see that at the trade show, and it should be shipping uh, uh, later this summer, early fall.
0: Maybe that'll uh, resuscitate some life into that brand.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, they, there's something that really needed to come out with something, and they need to kind of create some buzz. I think this is good for them. Um, it got a lot of positive feedback I got this week on on this. Were ha- people were happy to see Casada putting something out. Yep. yep. It's,
7: it's good to hear in the news other than something that's selling one of their front mark names. Right, right One of the things that was making a lot of noise from them Was always that Oktoberfest thing It's
0: kind of It's kind of ran its course I I heard it's coming back You know, I I think it got I think, you know, I think what happened This is only my experience watching I think it got diluted There became so many variations Of Oktoberfest and barrels And this and that and this I think it lost a little focus And it just kind of ran its course, I hope they bring it back cleanly and 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 and, and uh in a way that it won't get lost.
2: I, I agree. I, I agree. In my area Oktoberfest has been a popular cigar, but I know in other areas of the country it hasn't done as well in the past. You know, just from talking to people. and It, it people. did It did at one point. It was hot every year and then it just kind of. And it flashed. kind of, yeah, it kind of, it, like I said, it always stayed in the Charlotte area. It always stayed popular. But I know people from Charlotte would go to other cities and say, hey, I found these Oktoberfests and they buy them by the box and come back.
0: What else you got going
2: on, Coop? Um, so you, some little news close to home. Um, Anonymous by AJ Fernandez was announced this uh, past week. So this is the 17th smoking micro blend. Which Abe, I actually went and tried to fact check that. I wanted to see if it was right. You guys were right on the number, by the way. Well, I'll
0: tell you why why it got a little confusing because we actually debated how to handle this. Um, Because we never we never count a re release as a a new number, but um, we counted the uh, Red Meat Lovers Club. press the 2020 box press as its own variation i
2: would agree on that
0: yeah so that that's where we kind of were in debate at what number we're at so because it really to me it tasted like a different cigar um it's a completely different size so we we counted that as our 16th which would have made this one our 17th installment
2: yeah in fact the way I, on the website that we do stuff is every size is a different cigar. Because there's nuances and stuff like that. Where it also got tricky was with the Padron release. Because there were technically two Padron releases. Yes.
0: And, but, you know, it's one of those things that everything they make comes in natural Maduro. So right.
2: Yeah. We
0: slotted that as one at the time. And that was our second one. So I, don't, I didn't think at the time, probably, that this was going to be like a 15-year right. continuing doing stuff like this. So we didn't put a lot of thought into it. Because our plan was to do four that year one with Pete, Padron, Fuente, and my father. So that just counted as number two from off the bat.
2: Right, right. So I think we counted them the same way, and it came out to 17, which was cool. Now here's where it gets a little tricky again. This is the first time you released two sizes <laughs> at once. Yeah. So, so there, there are two figurados. One's a, uh, a rounded one, one's a box press. So I guess you just take the same philosophy that you do with P- Padron here and can count it as one there. Um, and I guess you guys couldn't decide which one to do. So you ended up doing both.
4: Well, I don't think AJ could decide either. That's why they sent us both, right?
0: <laughs> Our original plan was to just make, we asked for it to be at a box press figurado. Yeah. Him, we got around, we got a box press version. That packaging is savage. Thank you. And um, we, we uh, when we got the samples, he sent them both. And we're like, why do you send them in round? And then when we were smoking, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I kind of like it around, but, even though I want it in box press. Whatever, and we said, screw it. We'll just do both.
2: Right. Right. So you guys are going to be launching that a week from Wednesday on June 30th. And uh, it'll be available on the website. And then uh, there's going to be a virtual event.
0: Yep. It's, it'll start at noon. So we'll start selling it during the day at noon. And then the virtual event starts, I think, 7 p.m. We'll have the guys from AJ Fernandez on. And then I think we got some raffles for anybody who makes purchases that day.
4: And we'll also be celebrating the goat's birthday
0: that day. It is the goat's birthday. Oh, look at that. Nice. Hey, Paul, Paul, I just sent you something if you could load it up when you get a chance.
4: Wake
2: okay.
0: up, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you got going on, Coop?
2: Um, just I'll mention a couple of PCA trade show exclusives that were announced this week. Crown Heads announced the Pest- test Um, That is going to be a six and a quarter by 44 Lonsdale size. Featuring a broad reef wrapper. It's coming out of the Pachardo factory, which they've been doing a lot of stuff with lately. So that's going to be showcased at the trade show as a, an exclusive for attendees. And this year, um, La Polina, who normally releases the Goldie at the trade show, is saying it's going to be trade show exclusive. So if you want this year's Goldie, you're going to have to be at the trade show. It's going to be in a prominent prom- Promin- prominent size. <laughs> uh, six and a quarter by... Six and a half by 48. So the Goldie is an annual release that they do. Uh, they've been doing it since 2012, and they do a different size every year. But uh, according to La Plena, if you want that cigar, you're going to have to be at the trade show. Yeah,
0: that's interesting.
2: Yep. I thought that was very interesting because that's normally a very good seller for them and everything, too. All right. Anything else? Uh, let, I'll, I'll mention one last note. Um, normally, it's not a big deal, but I thought this was interesting. Foundation Cigar Company, Nick Melillo's company, will not be at the trade show. Uh, he's saying it's due to business and familial reasons why he's not going to be there. But what I thought was interesting about this announcement is he actually got Scott Pierce to make a quote in the press release. Basically, um, you know, kind of, I guess, I don't want to say supporting Nick, but kind of being understanding to Nick staying home. Um, and it was pointing out that even though foundation staying home, they're still supporting PCA and the advocacy efforts, but i have never seen anything like that before in covering, you know, who's at the trade show and who's not at the trade show that the executive director of the PCA actually makes a quote in the press release. So I don't, was, know,
0: I don't know what the background is. Um, I, I don't know any of the backstory to this, but that kind of really only tells me that there must be some real legitimate reason.
2: Yeah, and, I think and, so too.
0: And they didn't want it to appear as if he was
2: that's a point aligning right himself
0: right. with those people who are kind of anti trade show at this point.
2: Exactly. Yeah. He was that's very careful weird. how he announced that, yeah. I think, yeah. So I, I think you're right on with that, Abe.
0: So that that's that's what that that's what that tells me.
2: So yeah.
7: is that it's too- be interesting though. Yeah, just, listen.
0: This is so going, going, to be this going to be an interesting year or two of this
7: industry. It'll be very interesting. Yeah. A lot of yeah. things going on. Right. It's such a – oh, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, the whole – when when you look at behind the curtains right now, there are some scary things happening. Yeah. There's some really scary things happening. Yeah,
0: there's Paul in the shower cap behind the curtain. That's what scares everybody. <laughs> um, Coop, is that what
2: you, like yep,
0: you got this week? That's what I got for this week. All right, and they can check you out. Uh, anything going on you're posting up that people could look forward to?
2: Uh, we're going to be doing all of our PCA stuff over the next uh, two to three weeks, so that's going to be our, our heavy focus going on that. Um, Review-wise, we have the Cohiba Siri M review coming out this week, so we can look forward to that.
0: Cool. For more information, sure. always check them out at uh,
7: cigar-coop.com. Thank you. you got You've it. been posting a lot lately.
2: A lot yeah, of what was- going on, huh? It's been busy. It's been very That's busy. Us. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Sebastian. Yeah, we've been very busy the last week.
0: All right. Now it's that time that seems to get everybody excited every week. Uh, we have a lot of our fans who are involved in this decision-making process, but it's time for Season 2, Tale of the tape Pro Wrestler Edition.
4: All right. Continuing our top wrestlers of all time, coming in at number eight for me, Antonio Inoki. Um, this pick is kind of a catch-22 for me because I feel like a lot of the hardcore guys are going to say, I can't believe you only put him at eight, and everybody else is going to say, who the hell is that? So, I mean, I felt like with an American audience and uh, and whatnot and us you know, being the American market, eight was fair. Uh, this is another guy who's a, a wrestling legend, especially in Japan. He's probably a god in Japan. Uh, wrestled for another 400 years, like like some of the guys on our list. And more importantly for me, he actually had a legendary match with my number three top boxer of all time, Muhammad Ali, who uh, many people consider that match the precursor to MMA. Go ahead, Coop.
2: Fantastic pick, uh on that one, for sure. I people may think this one's a little low, but um, I'm gonna go with number eight as being The Rock. You know, The Rock really has everything going for him. Um, he technical, great technical resume, great uh, charisma on screen, championships he's got, headlining the big events. Um, but why he's a little lower is really is when he made that move into the movie career, it kind of shortened his ring career a lot. And a lot of the other guys have the longevity that he doesn't have. But when this guy was in the ring, he was – he's a marquee guy, and he's a top-tier performer. So I'm going with number eight as being The Rock.
4: Absolutely. Good pick, Coop. Good pick. Okay. And, uh... I'm sure. I'm sure the comments will get rocking, and you know we'll get our critiques coming.
0: Oh, I gotta tell you, leave it to Alex to pick a guy I never heard of. Oh, yeah. I, I, well, I
2: know. Yeah. I know was, you know, he was great. He was a great wrestler.
4: Listen,
0: I'm telling you, um, the
4: hardcore guys are going to yell at me. And everybody else is gonna be like
0: like you like you know, who's that guy? I never heard of him. And I'm shocked that Rock was actually that low on your list. Probably yeah. Rock, you know Rock will make Alex's list.
4: No, well, me and Coop discussed this and there's a there's a thing with guys who were like, you know, huge superstars, but they really didn't have the longevity because they started going to different areas. You know, back in the day a lot of guys weren't jumping into movies and, and like becoming full on actors, so well
0: I mean let, let's be real, not a lot of them can't. Right, I agree. Right. I agree. Rock, but they, they Rock, Rock will tell you, he struggled early on. He took a lot of lessons. Yeah. He, he took his transition seriously and tried to become a better actor.
2: He did. You know. He, so. his, he, his, my
3: favorite quote from him is the fact that his daughter still does not believe he's the voice of Maui in Moana.
7: Right.
3: That's great. He has like a nine-year-old daughter and she loves the movie. And he's like, that's me. And she's like, no, that's not you, daddy. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Well, I love year. him though. I think he's a great actor. I think he's a better actor than I think he's better in these movies than he was in the ring. In my opinion,
4: well, I mean, he was a great he was a great character. Yeah, um, yeah good showman. Wrestling. Yes, a good great showman. So you know, definitely transitioned well over to acting.
2: His yep. his father was a hell of a wrestler too, Rocky yes. Johnson. Yeah, great wrestler. Um, I mean, I followed him growing up, Rocky Johnson. There you go. Yeah. All right. There you have it. Our
0: third week in season two of Tail of the Tape uh, Pro Wrestling. Uh, before we go to our insane asylum, um, I, I take the compliment well. Thank you on the packaging comment, uh, Sebastian. Anonymous. We had a, we, sometimes we have the most fun when we get creative with stuff the like group that. think is always the most fun. Yeah. And, and we, we we were working on our new ad for it yesterday. Paul, you want to slap it up? I said it to Paul. Uh-huh. Kind of like this one. We put this one up yesterday. Awesome.
7: So yeah, oh, what scares that, me, right? It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the the process of of creating is always interesting. Right? Yeah. It it's is. Always, it's challenging, it's, but it it brings that you know ex, it like excitement in doing this. And you're like, to, you know, what do we do to make it really something that pops out that makes it? I, I really like it, man. It, it's, uh, the funnest, yeah. it's the funnest. the
0: yeah. funnest stuff. And and what's you know, we always work on the cigar first. You know, so we work on a cigar, and then we then we have fun with it, but. Like you said earlier, the core is working out what we think is going to be a great blend
3: that people but, enjoy. But the genius, the genius thing that you said, Sebastian, because I, you know, I'm a, I'm a marketing major and, and uh, studied marketing and branding most of my adult life. That's what I do for, sure. for a living. You, you brought up uh, a theory that's like as old as as advertising is in its life. That brands are a personality. Carl Young said that all brands are a personality and we like them and we love them and we hate them just like we do people. So you're talking about having a conversation with a brand. That's, that's, I mean, that's marketing 101. We so just, I thought was this, pretty cool to hear that from you. We just
0: had this conversation in my office about a month ago, Alex, where we talked about smoke in and how it's, I treat it. And I always have treated it like a living entity, like its own person.
3: Right. Yes. It's like, an individual. Absolutely. It's a
0: child that has to be fed, nurtured, taken care of. You can't neglect mm-hmm. it. You can't abuse it. That's, I think it's really oh, yeah. it's
7: really key to the whole process it's, yep. it's one of the keys it's one of the things you, you you have to to understand and accept when you when you decide to do it and not most of the time a lot of, a lot of times you know the, the the i don't know if it's a mistake but the the decision is taken that the brand is whoever is behind the brand which has the person behind the brand always always has influence right I and mean, it's obvious but the Brand can't be the same person as a person that is behind a brand. It's not it's not possible. It has to be two different people. Nope, especially especially early in
0: my career, and I think you can concur, is like I would never let my personal life be detrimental to my business. I, I would suffer before I would strain the business to alleviate shit going on in my personal world. I mean I just yeah. and that's how you would treat a child, you know? Right? You wouldn't make your child suffer to make your life easier, and that's how I would right, treat right. the business. All right. Well that being said it's that time. Uh, before we do it, let's put up that code one more time for the Cavalier Cigars. Today oh, yes, tomorrow, yes. today and tomorrow only. Save 15%. Smoking.com. Use the code GOLD. G-O-L-D should be easier to remember. And now in typical AMA <laughs> fashion, well, let's close out this uh, Saturday morning with a Cigar Insane Asylum.
6: Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Ah! Did you know I'm utterly insane?
7: We all go a little mad sometimes.
6: Where logic and reason cease to exist.
7: What's going on, Lee? Oh, what, what? oh shit.
4: Oh god. Derek, not know he was what here. happened.
6: What happened? Hit it. So this week's Sagat Insane Asylum. Cigar. Yeah, I'm leaving right now. <laughs> I know. I was <laughs> it's good that. to see you, man. It's
7: good to see you, man.
6: <laughs> this week's story is honestly more of a heroic one. That once you hear it, you may feel the action taken was pretty insane. It is an epic tale of mother versus mother. A 17-year-old Southern California girl got in a ma- uh, shoving match with a bear and walked away unscathed. Haley more in Morin- Aco was gardening in a backyard in Bradbury, California on Memorial Day, when a bear and her cubs began walking atop a cinder block wall at the end of the garden. The family of California black bears set off on Morocco's dogs, which began barking and lunging at them. Mama Bear in turn started swatting at the large dog and three small that joined the canine Yerserin confrontation. The commotion caught Morocco's attention And without thinking, she ran over to defend the family pets. I see a bear. It grabbed my dog, Valentina. And I run over there, she's a baby, Morocco said. And the first thing I did was push the bear, and somehow it worked. Morocco threw her hands up in the air and pushed the large bear off the wall. The cubs, frightened by the loud barking, had already hightailed away from the scene. Morocco then scooped up one of the smaller dogs and she and the pets ran in the opposite direction. Here is a video of the confrontation.
4: Let your cue oh, that
5: ball. was good.
4: Hold <laughs>
3: Oh, dear God, she just went for it. Well done. Thank you to Kevin Kamishparo for... joining us
4: tune into the whereby later tonight as kevin will be reading green eggs and ham for us
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's not
6: done with the reading
3: oh keep going kevin
6: the teen said she is lucky to have walked away with only a sprained finger and a scraped knee her advice do not push bears do not do what i did you might not have the same outcome well little miss moroccasino while going toe-to-toe with mama bear is definitely insane I have to commend you for protecting your pups. Everyone here at KMA is happy that you got away without any serious injuries because had something happened to you, we just want to be able to bear it. All right. <laughs> Get it, yeah. I got it. I, got I see it. what you did there. Oh, hey, hey, listen, he got me with all the R's. He, he had this <laughs> plan.
4: I do not <laughs> wear green eggs and ham, Sam <laughs> I am.
6: But well, you guys have a great day. Glad to be a part of this.
7: My man, All my right. you man. It's good to see you, man. Thank yep. you, Kevin. Yep. Hope yep. Have a good Thank weekend, you Kevin.
6: Yeah,
0: yeah. You had to put a special guest on for the look. He's even got the pasta sauce on the paper
6: I gave him. <laughs> nice. I had Italian last night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bro. Now I gotta raid the humidor.
0: Yeah, get out. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Listen. Coop, Thanks as always for being part of the show. Thank you. Fashion, pleasure to have you on. KMA, first time. We always love it. Um, we will see you at the PCA, I guess, in a couple of weeks. Sounds great. My that pleasure. Should. Thank you for it's having me.
7: That's, uh, it's been great. It's been That's
3: great. Be fun. Don't forget. Don't forget about this for the rest of the weekend. G O L D. And check that out. G O L D. Yep.
0: Um, we will have a best of. Next week, because I will be traveling on a family vacation. So, uh, if we if we don't catch it beforehand, don't forget the uh, anonymous drop on June thirtieth. Um, and other than that, to all the fathers out there, I will say this: Look, it is genetically uh, in you know, women are genetically prone to to always nurture and tend their kids, while you know, men oftentimes will have the capacity to be able to just get up and leave, and it happens. So to all those good fathers out there who always stuck it out, provided their family, helped nurture and raise their children, uh, salute. I commend you. Happy Father's Day to all the amazing dads out there. Sometimes we don't get as much credit as we should, but uh, we do the good work. So cheers. 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 We'll see you in two weeks, everyone. Keep it lit.